Hello there. I'm but you could call me JD. Ahoy and comic book hunter, also known as just Hunter. And I'm Comic Rebirth, aka Harper. Harper is back yet again. Uh, this was one that he requested personally to be on. Usually we ask him, like, hey, you want to appear on the show? And he's like, yeah, sure. So, uh, but this one, he he wanted to come on. And, uh, yeah, he's welcome back to the show. I mean, you're only on last week, but, you know. Um, <laughs> th- this, there's, a reason, there's a reason he wanted to be on a hero story this week, and it's because we had a pretty big comic week. Uh, oh, we, we had boy, yeah. two, probably the biggest Flash Day since... God, I don't even know. 2016, I'm going to say. Since, yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe since DC Rebirth 1 came out. Um, yeah. This this was a big Flash week. And also, um, his two favorite Marvel characters come together for a cover and quite a few scenes in uh, Daredevil number 22 between Daredevil and Tony Stark. So I know he's going to be excited to talk about that. I think he even took notes. Uh, who takes notes <laughs> on did, a podcast? Yeah. I do I don't sometimes. Think, uh, I, I, <laughs> I took no. a list of notes about, like, I liked this with Tony, or I wasn't sure about this. Like, I just literally listed, like, oh. random characterization things. <laughs> on episode one of A Hero Story, oh, God, I'm going to cringe just thinking about it. But on episode <laughs> one, I remember having, like, a yellow notepad. And when I was reading my comics, I, like, wrote, like, basic notes of, like, what I thought. Like, oh, okay, I like this. I didn't like that. And it was, like, you know, like, oh, on page 30, or, or not page 30, on page uh, 18, I like this. So I was, like, very, like, prepared for episode one. And then after that, I was kind of just, like, like, eh, I really don't want to take notes. So, <laughs> I did that for like um, the first 20 or so episodes, but now I take notes sometimes. If there's something I really want to make a point about, I'll write it down. But I usually just flip through the book and I'm like, oh yeah, that was cool. Eh, that was cool too. Oh yeah, that was cool. Um, but <laughs> but uh, but anyway, so that was the long-winded version of This is a Hero Story, episode number 110. <laughs> Welcome. And oh, I, that was I, I, I always got too much on my mind when we started the podcast. That's the problem. You know, I, 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 no, like... I, I liked that. That was smooth. <laughs> I, I, was. You know, I have, I have the hero story. Like, you know, I say the same thing every time we start, you know, oh, this is comic book podcast. We talk about comic books, comic book movies, comic book villain, you know, whatever. Comic book villains. That didn't even make sense. But, yeah. but you know, so <laughs> I'm, talking about I'm, I'm really, this off is the game. episode where everything falls apart by the sounds of it. This is the episode where everything falls apart. 110. Welcome, folks. Two Buckle minutes up, in. It's, you, you got, you got another hour of this coming out. You well, buckle in. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so this is the podcast. Uh, we got some great comics to talk about this week. I'm definitely excited because it's a big flash week. Also, Daredevil was awesome. Um, we're gonna you start. You know what's great about oh, a hero uh, story, JD? Go, go, go ahead, Harper. Sorry, go ahead. sorry to interrupt. No, 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 no. Go, ahead, go, ahead, go ahead. I just wanted to be really, really serious with everyone right now is that the best oh. part about a hero story is not just that we bring you excellent podcasts mostly every week but now a hero story <laughs> is bringing something even better to the table a comic book series called wow. the price of hero pays wow that was beautiful oh, that was, thank you so much that was that was beautiful this this is why he's like you know you and tyler are like the default like when one of us goes down with an injury you you fill in because that, that guys, was beautiful you guys just come in all the time like harper you're always welcoming <laughs> yeah that, 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 that was beautiful um as harper graciously mentioned we have a comic book coming out. Um, it's called The Price of Hero Pays. Uh, it's, God, I gotta give a synopsis. It's not like I wrote it or anything. Um, it's, oh, I wrote one. <laughs> it, it's um, basically the main premise is um, a father and son are in a hospital, and uh, to distract his son from his illness, uh, he decides to tell the story about a hero from the past, and uh, that's where the hero story begins. And you best believe I use an, a hero a hero story pun within this script because, well, what else am I going to fill the pages with? Um, <laughs> it happens a few you... times actually in the comic. 
issue oh, one <laughs> issue one is uh complete pretty much it's Almost. uh it's like quite i would say 80 percent complete yeah it's it's quite beautiful um hunter sent me the pages as he's gone through and i really enjoyed it yeah i've been doing um, art our, our buddy drew is doing colors and he's uh putting up some of his best work uh he sent us one the other day which really blew my mind about like just some like night shading colors and i was like wow oh, was it the blue page yeah, 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 yeah. You guys will see. <laughs> it's re- it's really like really it's good. It, it's really cool. So it's been a ton of fun to work on. Um, I I wish I just had more time to write it because uh, I I've been a little busy, but uh, you know, um, uh, issue two script is pretty much done. It's like ninety nine percent of the way. So I just got to finish it out. Uh, but anyway, we are gonna do an Indiegogo campaign because uh, we actually want to print this book. Uh, the nervous side of me is like, oh my god, we're gonna print this book. Oh boy, this better all go right. But uh, you know, Hunter's very confident in us, and uh, oh, yeah. yeah, you know what? We need some of that confidence around here on the Hero Story. So, uh, so anyway, the the book um is gonna be available on Indiegogo. Uh, right now, I, I should be. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, it should be. Hopefully, future JD gets the stuff done. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, future JD. Um, setting them up for failure. But anyway, uh, it should be up. <laughs> if you're listening to this episode, it should be up on Indiegogo. But if it's not, we'll announce right away on all of our accounts when it is up. Uh, it's yeah. It's going to be some perks where you could uh, get the book, where you get some other stuff. Uh, you know, I'll save it for the Indiegogo. We did a campaign video. It came out pretty good. Um, Hunter edited it. I, I like it. A lot, you know, so uh, it's, it's going to be good, you know. Uh, this is going to be a fun experience, and, uh, you know, it's only up to go from here. So this is our first campaign. I'm excited. It'll be nice to have my own name on my trade shelf, and, uh, yeah. Oh, I didn't so think of it that way. Yeah, so this is three issues. We did um, Ariel, which was our first kind of, like, test comic to see, can we actually do this? And that was nine pages, but this is going to be, like, I think over 70 pages in total. It's a trade of three full-on issues. Uh, so yeah, I've been doing art for since June, like end of June, I think is when I started maybe middle of June, but yeah, it's actually been going really well. I think the story is really good. Uh, and I just started issue two today on art. I hope to finish it within the month. Actually. He said, he, he said, I think the story is good. I held my breath a little bit. I was like, Oh God, is he going to say something? No, it, it, it's good. Just it's expo- just one expose, problem. Ex- expose me on the air. It's good. Just hurry up shit already it's, you know you know you can't rush perfection but anyway um of course it, it's, oh yeah, wow we're, we're, we're hoping to have it fully released by january 2021 that's that's the goal right now uh i think it's doable so no, it's definitely, uh, i think it's definitely doable if not maybe really early february but we've all been working pretty fast we do meetings almost weekly uh we'll all hop to like the three of us drew jd and i will hop together on discord and we'll just talk like all right, let's do this for this week. Let's try to get to here by the end of the week. And, you know, we've been doing pretty well and making it fairly fast, too. But it's good yeah. at the same time. Like, it's been really good. It's been really, it doesn't seem rushed at all because at the same time, we're trying to perfect this. We're trying to make it way better than what our other books were or our other book was. So, yeah, hope you guys yeah. enjoy. Yeah, 100%. So, uh, yeah, I hope you uh, decide to give us a chance. And, uh, yeah, that's. That, that's that's the pitch. So uh, anyway, let's get wait, into wait, the wait, episode. Wait, wait, wait. I've, oh, I've, go. I've got something. I've got something. I've got something. Okay. It's a small price to pay for the price a hero pays. Ooh. That, 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 that should be on the commercials. That That's Super Bowl worthy. 
Harper, you want to join Why our, am I um, teaching? I should be doing team? radio. I, yeah, well, I was about to say, you might you might be in the wrong field. You should be in business marketing because... Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, come, come to our marketing <laughs> team. Uh, but sure. but that, was, that was beautiful. But uh, but let's get into the episode uh, because there's a lot to talk about. And, you know, whenever the three of us get on an episode... Uh, sorry, Tyler. Whenever the three of us get on an episode, uh, you know, there's just there's so much to say. So uh, let's get right into it. What do you got for us with the news, Hunter? Uh, so yeah, starting with the news of the week, I guess we'll go over live action. We have a bit of gaming and a bit of comic news. Well, actually, one big comic announcement, but starting with live action, uh, WandaVision trailer came up. I assume you guys watched it. We usually, we talk yep, yep. about the news beforehand, but you guys watched it, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Thoughts? General thoughts? It's... I really enjoyed it. I, I, <laughs> yeah. It kind <laughs> of blew me away in a... Not like it blew me away in the sense that I'm like, that's the best thing I've ever seen, but... You know, all the all the stuff leading up to this, we were kind of seeing, you know, stills and like little production clips where it was like, what is this going to be? And then this trailer, it was just like, oh, my God, this looks amazing. Like, I still don't entirely know what's going on, but it just looks really cool. <laughs> That's a good way of saying it, not knowing what's going on. It, have you guys read any books that it's based off of? Because it's based off of, I believe, four books as far as we can tell. House of M, Avengers Disassemble, I think Young Avengers is one, and Tom King's Vision run. I've only read Tom King's Vision. Yeah, same here. Wait, what was the other one you named? Uh, Young Avengers, House of M, and Avengers Disassembled. Oh, Young I'm... Avengers might not be it, but I'm pretty sure it uh, is. I've read, House... I've read House of M as well. Oh, you have? How is it? I just bought it, like, today. <laughs> it's, it's good. Some people call it Marvel's Flashpoint, which I don't think is, like, an accurate title, in my opinion. But, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's pretty good. Okay, looking up it now, it's not Young Avengers, it's Avengers... Uh, Sorry, it's Avengers The Children Crusade. That's the other book that it's supposedly based off of. But if you guys mm-hmm. read those four trades, then like you're set for one vision, basically. But House of M, do you get vibes of that from the trailer? Uh, I mean, I guess... I don't know. A lot, a lot of people have been saying House of M like anytime Wanda appears in, uh, in anything, anything MCU. Like, like I remember... Um, when when they got the rights to the X-Men, people were like, oh, they're going to use House of M to bring the X-Men in. But the point of House of M is no more mutants. Not uh, not her randomly saying, more mutants. So, uh, so yeah, I don't know. I, I, I've never understood why people are like, House of M coming. But, yeah, I, I guess there's some things that, like, I'm sure there's going to be some panels side-by-sides that we're going to be able to do. Okay, not bad. I think it's like I think it's what people do when like no one actually knows what's going on. They're like, "Ooh, I'm getting mad, whatever vibes," but it's probably got nothing to do with the thing they're referencing. Like, "Ooh, the Flash did anything with time travel?" Oh, I'm getting such Flashpoint vibes because it's like a buzzword. You know what I mean? Or, or if you're like a Warner Brother executive, you know, Flashpoint could be anything you want. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. exactly. We'll have the we'll rival just put Batman, here in just every goddamn Batman. Well, I mean, I I actually am getting Tom King's Vision vibes from this just because, you know, it's like the classical 50s kind of sitcom. And that's what the Vision's vibes were, was like the perfect yeah. American family. I wear a plaid with a shirt tucked in. I get home just in time to see the wife and cook and like eat dinner with the family. It's like it's kind of like that. But in this case, uh, the Vision's is about Vision creating a very horror type family. Well, I don't think we'll see Virginia or Viv or or like any of Vision's made up family in this show. So, vibes of it? Yes. Well, actually, who knows? With all the reality kind of bending stuff, maybe they will kind of do a like an episode that's like a what if you know the Vision had his own family of Visions to type 
could kind of like reference that. I can yeah. actually see that happening. That could be interesting. There's just so yeah. much, there's so much just crazy stuff going on based in this trailer. <laughs> like I, I have no idea what the actual story is. So I feel like they could actually do something like that. Well, I, I remember reading something when this series was announced that like each episode or maybe not each episode, but it's going to go through like, oh, we're going to do like this episode will be a, this style of like a 50s show and then 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s. And then you get to today where it is actually like the Vision and Scarlet Witch as superheroes as we've known them in the MCU. It's just going to build up to that. So I don't know if that's still going to happen or not, but... I mean, throughout the trailer alone, you can see something that looks very 50s, but you could also see scenes that look very 70s, and you also see them, like, both Scarlet Witch and Vision in their MCU suits, along with their comic-accurate suits, which was... That that was the part that kind of, like, that really hooked me in the trailer, because it starts off with that old-style old, old style kind of, like, 4 by 3 ratio, old-style kind of aesthetic, mm-hmm. and then it, it like... Uh, sort of blows out to the widescreen angle with like vision in the air and I that's when I remembered I was like oh they're doing this on like a movie budget like this is gonna look like any film from the MCU you know it's not gonna look like a CW show or something (laughs) like it's actually gonna look really high like the boys you know what I mean yeah yeah. that kind of caliber yeah so when I saw that I was like oh my god i don't know what this i'm so excited to watch something that i'm just gonna have no idea about you know what i mean exactly like when he wakes up that character that is unnamed yet but people have their theories uh where it's like am i dead no why would you say that because you are that's like okay i'm hooked this is gonna be the best thing in the mcu until doctor strange 2 comes out i guarantee Unless you're a huge captain, the then Captain won't. Iron Man, Iron Man, two thousand and eight. Iron Man two thousand eight is the second best MCU film. I stand no, by sorry, that. I'm not. I mean, my bad. I'm not saying the best thing in the MCU. I'm saying the best thing in with, that's coming out of the MCU. Oh, oh, hundred percent. Okay, there. So yeah, sorry, I misworded okay. that. Yeah, I agree. Iron Man, you can't really beat. I even say Infinity War, the first Avengers, Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. Yeah, but. <laughs> Going forward, what we have coming out, including Black Widow, Eternals, Thor, Love and Thunder, like the movies that are movies instead of just Disney Plus shows, I think this might be the best thing. If not, it's going to be Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So, one of the two. And speaking of Black Widow. Oh, yeah. I was yeah. just about to say, speaking of MCU movies. <laughs> Delayed again. We mentioned this, like, what? I think this is the third time on a hero story. But this time, big delays. Usually these delays are like, all right, yeah, it's going to come out like in three months from now and two months from now. This time, Black Widow, Shang-Chi, and Eternals were all delayed. Black Widow is now coming out May 7th, 2021. This is an entire year since its original release date. Uh, Shang-Chi coming out July 9th, 2021. And Eternals coming out November 5th, 2021. Eternals also being an entire year since the original release date, as well as switching places with Shang-Chi. Originally, Eternals was going to come out first, but now it seems like Shang-Chi is. What are your thoughts? It's sad. It's Well, <laughs> for me, it's like it's three Marvel movies that I wasn't like that hyped about anyway. So I guess it gives me more time to be hyped, right? I was hyped for Black Widow because Taskmaster. I don't like the look, but oh, I love the character. <laughs> but yeah. I, he, my thing is that I'm glad they did it because I would rather them wait then try and like push it out to some cinemas and then put it on disney plus like you know we're still in a pandemic i know (laughs) things are getting better in some places and things are staying about the same in others and some are getting even worse but 
the idea of pushing out like a massive movie i mean even though it's black widow it's still an mcu movie it's still probably going to make either just shy of a billion or over a billion and That's so the fact that they're not shoving it out in cinemas when this is still going on i honestly think is like not only a, a smart move financially but morally like i think it would be really shitty of them to kind of be like hey we know you're putting your health at risk but like come see the movie just wear a mask it'll be fine it'll be fine just come see it <laughs> yeah that's a good point i think it'd be different if it was maybe eternals where it's a team that even us comic fans i think not a lot of people know much about it. or even shang chi who hasn't had a series well he has a series now but he hasn't had a series in like 30 years or something before then uh black widow elise is a character dude has had many ongoings has been an avenger for a while and a part of the mcu for the past 10 years so I feel like Black Widow will make a ton of money here. So pushing it back yeah. is understandable. A lot of people are like, oh, just put it on Disney+. Plus." They're not going to do that. <laughs> I'm honestly kind of excited about Shang-Chi just because of the Mandarin. Because I, you know, I remember when I was younger thinking that, oh, Ben Kingsley is the Mandarin. Like, that is so cool. And then the twist happens. And I remember being like, ah, oh, you know, whatever. Like, I found it funny. I didn't really, I wasn't really into the Mandarin at the time. And as I've grown up, I've been like, it would have been really weird to have Ben Kingsley as a as a Chinese warlord. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you, you have a character that is Chinese. Why why just cast like the widest guy I can think of? You know what I mean? I feel like Ben Kingsley. I don't actually know where Ben Kingsley is from, but to me, he looks like a well put together British gentleman. He may not even be British. I have no idea. But like now, I. Well, now I look at that and I go, actually, that's a good choice that they've kind of saved uh, the Mandarin. Like, I would have preferred him in an Iron Man movie because that is like, that's Iron Man's villain. But the fact that they're like, okay, well, we didn't use the Mandarin in Iron Man 3. Tony Stark is dead now. We want to use him for something. Let's put him in Shang-Chi and let's actually cast a Chinese actor. That makes sense to me. That's way better. That's a good point, actually. So, yeah. I am one of those people that was annoyed by the Iron Man 3 twist. But you, you actually, huh. You're actually changing my mind on that with just a few sentences. Yes. Yeah. Good job. You're very his father, his father is from Kenya and his mother is English. Oh, you looked it up. Ah, okay. Yeah. Well, because I know he played Gandhi. No, so I was like, he just, I, he just knew that. I know he played Gandhi. So I was like, wait, was he Indian? And I'm like, damn, I really have no idea. He could pass for any of these. <laughs> that's why they cast him. So people. I, was gonna say, I guess so that's what makes him a great actor. But geez. <laughs> yeah. It's cool that he is coming. Yeah, I'm excited for Shang-Chi as well. I'm even excited for the Eternals for the cast alone. But I think out of those three movies that were delayed, Black Widow is the one I'm mostly excited for in the end. Even now, like, now I, sorry, I, I think this sets the precedent for now Wonder Woman will be yet again delayed even further. Right now, it's uh, Christmas Day is release date. And I really hope it doesn't. <laughs> so, I know, so, pandemic, so, I get it. But, so we have, if it, let's say Wonder Woman does not release 2020, what is your choice for best superhero movie of the year? You got Birds of Prey, Bloodshot, or uh, X-Men... Uh, New Mutants. What, what was X-Men? New Mutants. Well, Tough choices. I haven't seen, nor will I see any of them, so I don't I, I've seen I've seen Bloodshot, unfortunately. And I've actually, Bloodshot wasn't terrible, but it was odd. But uh, I, saw, I saw Bloodshot and I saw Birds of Prey, so I did not see New Mutants. Apocalypse, Apocalypse War came out this year, but I also didn't like that. So. Uh, I don't know if that counts, oh. if we're just talking live well, action. I was, going, I was going based on live action, but... I didn't see Bloodshot. I saw Birds of Prey, and I saw... Wait, you're telling me you don't want to watch Vin Diesel say, wait, you're telling me I got some kind of memory loss for two hours? (laughs) 
I kind of do. <laughs> I, you you can literally sum up the movie where he's like, he's like, hey doc, you telling me that I got these bloodshot powers? Like like the amount of puns they make with bloodshot is horrible. What the hell am I? Some kind and, of bloodshot. And, and given that it's a Vin Diesel movie, it has to end with like, uh, hey hey, where are you going? I don't know, and that's the way I like it. <laughs> and it's like, oh, oh, okay, as long as I got my family with me, everything's all right. Is it one of those movies that try to okay. use the movie title as much as they can? <laughs> wait, 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 but how are your eyes right now? I guess the kind of bloodshot. But are we some kind of bloodshot squad? <laughs> <laughs> Y'all jokers must be crazy. <laughs> These references are out of control. Oh. Anyway, this is reminding me so much of that Alfred conversation from last week. Oh God, yeah, <laughs> Al- JD, Alfred don't being skip. a millennial skater. <laughs> JD, don't listen to last week's so skip to the Batman I, conversation. <laughs> I, I listen. I, I'm going to need more accurate timestamps of all the times you go way off the rails. <laughs> yeah, it it's, it's the whole episode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So I, I didn't see Bloodshot, but I saw Birds of Prey: New Mutants, and I would say to answer your question from like 17 minutes ago. <laughs> Well, I was going to uh, say, wait, wait, what was the topic that we were on? <laughs> we were talking about what would, what's the superhero movie of the year. I got and distracted I by my Vin Diesel voice. <laughs> New Mutants is the movie of the year, which, like I said oh, in my gosh. review, like wow. two or three episodes ago, wasn't that bad. It was bad, but it wasn't that bad. <laughs> so that, that's my I'd give it a 7 out of 10. Wait, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways, on to the next news of the week. Uh, Supergirl is kind of canceled at five seasons although season five hasn't started filming yet so it seems like they're doing like a plan ending for it kind of like arrow how they're like okay we're ending on this season supergirl is doing as well so it doesn't end on a cliffhanger or anything with superman lois and clark coming out this is kind of expected to me but yeah uh it's canceled i'm sure you guys are big fans of the show so what are your thoughts (laughs) i you know i watched all of season one and i watched most of season two and you know, despite its flaws, I could accept the kind of cheesiness, but I was like, eh, it, it was always kind of just like an okay show. I thought Melissa did a good job portraying Supergirl. Um, I thought, you know, it, it, the show had moments that I was like, you know, it's good. But then they also cast John Cryer as Lex Luthor. So, you know, that's unforgivable. <laughs> yeah, I, I watched uh, the first three seasons, I believe. I didn't watch season four. And then I, I wow. see her in all the crossovers. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why. Because like you said, like it is like good for what it is it's cheesy melissa does great in the role it's got good casting for the most part but it's just not my kind of show like it's not that entertaining to me it's very much mm-hmm. like your typical cw show villain of the week and then your typical like oh occasionally she's gonna lose her powers and she's gotta talk to her team while on the field and you know it, some people love that and that's great it's just not for me so like i understand why people like this show it's just you know like i said not for me did yeah. you watch it, Harper, at all? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm much the same. Well, look, for a while I tried to keep up with um, all of the CW shows. My God, that, that's Flash, cool and unusual punishment. <laughs> I did well, the yeah, same thing, I, I, was, I, was pretty, I was pretty miserable by the end of it. No, but um, I, I kept up mainly for The Flash because I enjoy, I've said before, I, I enjoy the first three seasons. But it really upsets me that Arrow has finished and now Supergirl is being cancelled. But, but the Flash is still going. Like, every every season that comes out of the Flash is just, like, making the show worse. Like, I thought <laughs> they were finally turning it around in this season. The first half was pretty good. And then the second half was, pardon the language, fucking terrible. 
It was god awful. <laughs> and now I'm like, who are these shows even made for? Like, I don't even know who they're made for now. Because they they seem too boring for, like, a teenage girl to watch because, like, oh, my God, Melissa is so cute. Or, oh, my God, Grant is so sexy. Like, and <laughs> there's nothing there for comic book fans anymore. So, I'm like, who are these made for? Wait, wait, wait Harper, I thought the only reason you watch Flash is because you thought Grant was sexy. Is that That's not what you told me in the DMs? I mean, that is uh, not why well, I <laughs> well, you know, him and, and Tom Kavanaugh as well. <laughs> yeah, it, it's kind of weird that, I mean, I think it's not obvious that Flash is the most popular out of all the CW shows. shows. I'm including Arrow in that. Like, when Arrow was around, I think Flash was yeah. the one that everyone was watching when it first started yeah. and everything like that. So, I understand why they're still going. I could see them ending at season six, but I feel like they kind of want to go beyond Arrow's, what, nine seasons? I could be way off with that. Was it nice? Well, I was going to say, what, what are the bats now? Arrow, and, and Arrow had Flash seven, ends. and Flash is, Flash, is, Flash is about to start uh, shooting season seven, and I think it's going to be like a 22 or 23 episode season. Like, it's going to be the same length. Arrow went to... <clears throat> or maybe Arrow did go to eight, and then eight was the... God, I don't rem- I watched it, and I don't even remember. Yeah, I watched all of Arrow as well, and I can't remember at all. But yeah, Flash needs to end, basically. Or they need like yeah, yeah. they need to change the whole formula. They need to like get rid of like let's all hang out in Star Labs and look for the villain of the week. They need to change sets. They need to change there's the a, cast. There's eight, and there's eight seasons of Arrow. Okay, so yeah, eight seasons. Cool. I feel like I feel like CW wants to go beyond that with Flash just because it's so popular. But also, they with the uh, Supergirl ending, they probably don't want too many shows ending. Back Woman's still going. Did, on wait, did Legends cast. of Tomorrow end? No, that's still going actually. That, that, no, that's no, a... it, it is it is ending. It's next season, I think, is the last one because I think. <clears throat> oh no, no, maybe it's not. I just think Brandon Routh left the show, and he then did. the dude who plays so so it's Heat basically Wave done. Was really upset. Yeah, it's but yeah, exactly. <laughs> who cares anymore? <laughs> yeah, not many people watch it. It's became its own kind of thing that doesn't really follow anything, which is respectful. You know, some people love it, but. Yeah. <laughs> that being said, season two of Legends of Tomorrow is is arguably one of the best seasons of superhero TV, and I will die on that hill. Damn. With that, with the Reverse Flash, aka yeah, Mister Matt Lesher. Yeah, it's le- it's legitimately really good. It's weirdly good. Like you watch it and you're like, this doesn't feel like Arrow or the Flash in a good way. Like it's bizarre <laughs> how good it is. Interesting. I watched it too, yeah. but I, looking back, I don't really remember much of it. When I think of like good superhero shows, I think Daredevil <laughs> and yeah, the boys, oh, if you yeah. count that, or I'll think of the start of CW Flash, which I thought was really good, despite its. I would like I would flaws. watch Legends of Tomorrow season two and the first three seasons of the Flash before I would watch all of Jessica Jones or all of Luke Cage or all of Iron Fist again. Like those Netflix shows, to me, somehow. Like except for Daredevil, I, I love Daredevil. Obviously, Punisher, mm-hmm. you know it's okay. But I feel like those <laughs> somehow, despite only being thirteen episodes, manage to stretch out stuff and feel longer than the CW shows, which are only which are like twenty three episodes. It's really weird. That's a good like, point. They yeah, somehow they do feel, feel longer long. because nothing is happening. They do feel way longer. Wow, that's a good point. Huh. Anyways. <laughs> that was way Super too girl. long of a conversation about the bloody CW. <laughs> <Super girl. laughs> uh, now, next bit of live action news is Peacemaker, everyone's favorite character, is getting an eight episode Why? prequel Why? to Why? HBO Max. God, when I, I, I hate DC Comics so much, and here's why. 
for some reason, Warner Brother executives just have their head so far up their ass that they just they don't know what's going on. I mean, JD's mad. <laughs> I, you know, I almost cursed right there, and I and I held myself back. But the fucking trench got a show or movie, <laughs> Did whatever. Not hold yourself and back. and now I know I, I just blew our our rating with the kids. I'm so sorry, kids. Um, but the fucking trench, really. <laughs> He's going and then now Peace, Peacemaker, oh John Cena. First of all, John Cena may be the worst actor known to man. I Damn. mean, he's Fuck literally just John Cena. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to kill you, Harper. Send help you to killed me. You straight possible. up killed me. I was curling over with laughter, and I, I took a drink of water to try and stop myself. Why would you do that? On it. Who starts laughing and like, oh, I need to stop laughing. I'm gonna like have put well, like, liquid I, I figured, in my mouth. I figured if I had a drink of water, it would be like my brain would be like, okay, stop laughing. You need to drink water and you need to get your head back in the game. And then, and then, and then you heard me, it. and then you heard me cuss again, and it was all games off. Yeah, it was. I don't know what you said exactly, but it was timed perfectly with another thing, and I stopped. Took a drink of water. You said, I think you went the fucking trench, and I laughed again and choked. Anyway, Listen, the, the Warner Brother executives for some reason think like we need a lot of spinoffs, right? So they're like Batman, GCPD. Okay, it's it's doable. Uh, Wonder Woman, the like Amazons. The Wonder Woman, the Amazons. Okay, not as much to me, but sure, why not? Aquaman, the Trench. Why? And then Suicide Squad, Peacemaker. I, I, so Why? yeah, uh, the Peacemaker is a character that hasn't been used in comics for about 30 years. James Gunn picked the character because he thought he was funny. Uh, basically, John Cena's playing him. The way John Cena described him was he's like a douchey Captain America. And now he is getting a full-on eight-episode, likely hour-long episodes, directed by James Gunn, uh, just a, as a prequel leading up to the Suicide Squad movie. Now, this will come out after the Suicide Squad movie, but... For those who loved him in that movie, get ready for this. Which, you know what? I guarantee it will be good. It's just it doesn't need to be made. There's so many I, better characters that you can focus on. Well, 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 well and that's the thing for me. It's like, you know, there's DC has so many great characters and so many characters who just haven't been, you know, represented well enough. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, Green Lantern is someone who could, you know, really use justice in live action. The Flash could really use a lot of justice in live action. You know, but but even if you go in more, you know, minute characters like Martian Manhunter, like, uh, there's there's so many great characters. Use A Nightwing show would be so amazing. It's just like, why Peacemaker? And by the way, if for some reason, you know, you have a bit of an older comic collection and you own Fight in Five, number 40, a.k.a. the first appearance of Peacemaker, now's the time to sell it because... <laughs> Uh, John Cena is, you know, he's he's gonna be blown up. So, uh, mm-hmm. can <laughs> oh I say God. something to break JD's heart? Yeah, go ahead. Of course. By the time this series comes out in full, because it's eight episodes, let's assume they're like an hour long. There will be more screen time of John Cena <laughs> as Peacemaker than there is of Henry Cavill as Superman. Oh my God, you're right. <laughs> wow. Unless Gee, you killed some, him. Unless Why? Some, oh man, you killed JD, man. Anyway, it's just me and you, Harper. Sorry. Uh, going on, <laughs> speaking of Henry Cavill, he's returning, kind of. Sort of. Oh, that was a great oh, segue. We wow. say that literally every week, but now he actually is returning, but kind of. So this Snyder Cut is being filmed. At, well, I'm sorry, it's being edited at the moment. And Zack Snyder's like, man, since this is being four episodes, we need like segues. We need to make this feel more like a show rather than a movie that just cuts. Because have you ever watched a movie on TV where there's commercials and it just cuts very suddenly? 
Like yeah. usually mm-hmm. TV shows, they kind of gradually they could do commercials, but basically Zack Snyder's like, man, I could add a ton of scenes here to make a scene more natural as well as extending the time a bit. So Ben Affleck, Henry Cavill, Gal Gadot, and Ray Fisher are returning to play Cyborg, Wonder Woman, Batman, and Superman for some extended scenes for Zack Snyder's Justice League. Amy Adams is also apparently doing it. It wasn't in the official report, but Zack Snyder said a while ago that he was planning reshoots with Amy Adams and Henry Cavill. So, yeah, it's actually happening. And the, all these actors are confirmed to be on set within the month, I believe, shooting for seven days. So, yeah. We don't know what the scenes will be about, but they're suiting up again. So that's awesome. This is just kind of funny to me. <laughs> I'll explain oh why. Oh, oh, boy, here we go. Buckle up. Okay. See, the thing about Ray Fisher... No, I'm kidding. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about Ray Fisher Say again for 30 minutes. Or your career's done. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i think we killed hunter um, that's really good okay okay uh i forgot what i was gonna say no um the thing about this is i always found it funny it was like you know we want the snyder cut well uh, who cares some people wanted the snyder cut <laughs> now I, I personally don't care but whatever i'm happy for those who do and it's like oh it's gonna be zach's original vision now the the theatrical version of Justice League came out and everyone was like, hey, that was pretty shit. Let's not watch that again. And so obviously the movie is going to change a bit because of the things that were in that that people didn't like that were part of, of Zack's you know, vision. So clearly it's not his original vision because he's changing things. Now he's going back for reshoots to just add stuff. So now it's just kind of like whatever he wants it to be, which is fine, but... I can't, you can't have people harp on you now go, no, it's Zach's original vision. It's like, no, he's just kind of doing his own thing now. It's okay, I'm going to counter that with what if his original vision was so grand? I mean, this is the guy who said he wanted Batman raped in prison. So what if his original <sighs> vision was so grand that he, Warner Brothers was never going to allow it. But now that he has them by the balls, he's like, screw it. I'm just going to do whatever I want. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I think it's because his original We're going to get vision... dark side fan fiction. <laughs> I think it's because his original vision was actually like a continuation. Like he was planning on doing like two other Justice League movies by him. And now that he clearly can't do that anymore, I think he's just more so wrapping it up with an actual ending instead of foreshadowing Lois Lane being murdered in the Batcave. Because that, thank God, is not going to happen anymore. So he's kind of just changing a little bit of things just to make it so it doesn't be like to be continued because it likely won't be to be continued so really we're gonna see dark side i know it's uaxis oh it's the younger version of dark side shut up don't message me we're gonna see dark side for like <laughs> please like message two now. minutes and it'll be yeah and it'll be like oh well look at me i was gonna be the villain in a movie but you're not gonna get that sequel so this is just my appearance but i'm not actually gonna fight the justice league so it's still setting up for a thing that's not gonna happen but it's gonna be less egregious Okay. I think if, let's say, we do get a Justice League movie, I don't think it'll be like a sequel. It'll be more like, uh, I can't think of an example, but it'll be more like a, another Justice League movie with some of the same actors like su- involved. Like, 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 uh, like the Suicide Squad. Like we're just yeah, oh yeah, that's perfect. It's yeah, like... it's going to be like that. So it's yeah. not really, like, you don't need to watch Justice League to get it. But I feel like if they were to do that, they might use the same dark side actor, like the voice actor. Yeah. Or like a similar design. So it's still like that's still the same dark side. So they could use it in the future. It's just you don't need to watch Justice League 1 to get it. So yeah, unless the league ends up fighting him, which a lot of people are saying will happen. People are saying that like oh, okay. that Stefan Wolf is going to get killed within like the second episode because it's four episodes. 
and then Darkseid's going to come in. That's what a lot of people are saying at the moment, but... But then, isn't that really just like Zack Snyder went back, took the, the motion capture work for Steppenwolf, and then just redid it, but with Darkseid? He literally so, did. Uh, with, <laughs> yeah, so it was like initially supposed to be Steppenwolf, but now it's just Darkseid, because mm-hmm. people want to see Darkseid. Yeah, I mean, people do want to see Darkseid really badly, but... I mean, we don't know for sure what's going to happen here. These reshoots are apparently to, like, help, like, make it flow better. Just because a lot of things in the movie, it was meant to be, like, in theaters, but now it's going to be episodes. So, flowing because better, that, Zach, that makes sense. Zack Snyder movies are known for flowing quite well. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was too mean. Jeez. <laughs> I love BBS. I love Bad of Steel. <laughs> JB oh, somehow yeah, loves yeah. Watchmen. But, yeah. <laughs> Listen. We all listen, like being bored sometimes. Listen. Oh, jeez. Listen. I, you know, I, I accept that when I go into a Zack Snyder movie, you know, I'm not going to get a comic book. I, I, I fully accept that. I kind of, you know, turn my brain off for a little bit, and I'm like, the Batman punch, yay. Um, <laughs> yeah, Zimmer. warehouse. I'll, I'll kill her. Um, but you know, <laughs> nice. Um, but but yeah, you know, listen, I'm 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 excited to see what happens. Listen, Ben Affleck returning to the cowl, Superman. I mean, Henry Cavill. He's literally Superman, so I call him Superman. Superman returning to the Superman suit is beautiful. So I'm yeah. I'm, I'm for it. I'm looking forward to like this. Come is on, think, be think 20... of all the scenes we get, the, the new scenes we get with Gal Gadot where she's like, uh, Kal-El, no. <laughs> the, the whole thing is just rephrasing that. <laughs> But yeah, I, I can do they just really reshoot love... that whole scene, please? They they might be. Although I guess uh, Ezra Miller isn't returning, or Jason Momoa, because apparently they already have all the scenes for those two characters. So Let's Flash just cut every Ezra. Just cut every Ezra scene. That's fine. <laughs> Damn, we sound like haters here, but I'm actually really looking forward to the starter cut. <laughs> Cat oh, yeah. I, saw, I saw something the other day. I saw an edit, and it was weird because it's one of those things that you see and you go, like you you wouldn't think twice about. But I saw someone just like plucked out. Ezra and replaced him with Grant Gustin and at first I was like haha yeah cool fan art and then I was thinking about like what those characters are like in that universe and I was like Grant Gustin would actually fit really well because he's he's got like the charming kind of fun personality but he's not like what what is brunch you wait in line for like an hour you know he's independent yeah. enough so he would actually play off them pretty well without yeah. being you know like a weird little I would argue that man's sidekick I would actually, I know like a lot, of, Grant actually gets a lot of hate recently, I've noticed, even when he first cast it, but uh, I would argue that Grant's actually pretty comic accurate for Barry Allen. Like he, he's got kind of the look, not the look down, but like he's got the personality down very well. And maybe that's due to the writers, but I feel like he does play a good Barry Allen. I don't think he will ever appear alongside these Justice League members because a lot of audience that don't watch CW Flash would hear that and be like, oh, now I have to watch like all five seasons of The Flash to be able to get this movie. So that's why I'm nervous for uh, Marvel getting the rights back for Daredevil and having Charlie Cox return because people might be like, oh, no, I have to watch like all three seasons of Daredevil to understand Daredevil. I I hate to break this to you, Hunter, and uh, prepare to, you know, be sad, but... The odds of Charlie Cox returning when Marvel, when the MCU gets the rights back to Daredevil, no, uh, I would say very, no. very low. It's happening in November. No. I'm counting down the days. No. It's gonna, it's right, gonna right. Days. I, they're going to get back the rights, but Charlie Cox will not be coming with that. I, I hate to break it to you. Nah, I'm not. I'm going to pretend I didn't hear that, to be honest. <laughs> Listen, I'm a, Wally, I'm a Wally West fan. I know what it's like to live in denial. <laughs> I'm just going to pretend I didn't hear that. Anyways, on to the gaming news of the week, because that's all the live action news. <laughs> 
Uh, for gaming news, only one bit of gaming news. The Avengers game had a patch recently, and they patch not. This is absolutely true. Over one thousand bugs. Oh my god! Jesus. Why would you release a game with one thousand bugs? That's the thing. That's exactly it. Why would you? Why? Like, wait they, until the next gen consoles come out and release it with that, with none of these bugs that you're needing facts. to fix now. Because yeah, they, so weird. They kind of came out there just like, everyone get excited. We just patched a thousand bugs. Everyone, they kind of expect the audience to be like, whoa, yay! I can play the game now. But everyone's like, wait, one thousand bugs? You released a game with one thousand bugs? And you must have known about some of them because you were able to patch them within a month. So it's... I mean, I I even as a player, like, as immediately playing that game could tell. Like, some of the weird balancing stuff where... Like, I would be doing missions where it's like you, you're protecting terminals, you know? It's like that generic kind yeah. of... Wait here and protect these or the enemies will take it over and it's just Jarvis downloading data or whatever the hell it is. Yeah, yeah. I remember doing one of those after after the main story. And I played the main story on normal, and then I switched to easy to do this. And I was, like, at a terminal. I'm always playing as Iron Man. And if you just spam rockets, you just blow up enemies. There were, like, 30 robots just out of nowhere, and they all shot me once, and I died immediately. Like, no one could even pick me up. That happened, like... 10 times replaying it i was like what is happening you try and dodge something you'll dodge it and then like four other things will hit you and you just <laughs> die instant it's so weird like uh, how they've they've programmed it to just the em- enemies are constantly like spamming stuff so you just have no choice but to play the game exactly how it wants you to play stand here and fight and like it's i don't know it's so weird I well, they they patched really a lot of it now, it. so it's good again. Well, like, yeah, I was playing it. I was playing it this morning, and and even then, I could notice that, like, I was trying to, I was trying to kind of mess with it and do one of the the weekly challenges, but just in an hour by like replaying like the start of a mission over and over again, and I didn't die once, even though they were spawning in like massive enemies, and it was actually fun. I was like, oh, I'm like slicing through robots, and it's still a challenge, but it's fun to do. It's not just like frustrating that's what i found a lot of the earlier stuff was it was just like you just wanted to hit something <laughs> yeah just, yeah like, i know what you mean it was like proper gamer rage i was like like i wanted to throw my controller and if i was five years younger i probably would have <laughs> <laughs> uh it's good to see that they're getting patched again i personally when i beat the game which was three days after i got it i haven't mm-hmm. touched the game since i'm gonna wait till kate bishop's at it then i'm gonna fully get back into the game but for now i'm gonna going to wait a bit. I think Kate Bishop's out in like two weeks, so I'll be back into it soon. JD still needs to get it. I believe. I, I, I have it. My oh, PlayStation sick. is just a uh, you know plain turbine, so it struggles to download things. Mm-hmm. It's um, running off of like a old 1990s plane engine. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty much been downloading for a day, um, and unfortunately I am leaving the state for about a week coming up, so I will not be able uh, to play it for a while, but I do have it. But by the time Kate Bishop's out, hopefully you have beat the game and then we could all kind of review our thoughts on Kate Bishop. Yes. So, yeah, uh, that's it for the gaming news. Now on for the one comic news, which is actually pretty big. DC just posted a blank image on their Twitter that said DC new slate January and February 2021. So what? Yeah. Did you not see this, Harper? No, I totally missed this. Oh Harper, my god! We, okay, both yeah. both Hunter and I posted about this on what titles we want to see. Yeah, I, I I was like I just said, I was literally just playing Avengers, waiting for JD to get home so we could do the podcast. I oh, haven't they, looked at anything. They posted this, was, this, this about was a, six this days was a few ago. days ago. This was like like five days oh, ago. What? 
Yeah. Oh my god. I, well, so they posted no caption or anything. Oh, the, their caption was just like, get ready, because uh, this is happening. I just sent <laughs> it to your Harper so you could take a look. But uh, it, it's just the logo. Like, the DC logo says, future slate, January, February 2021. So, as far as what this means, oh, new that, titles. Oh. Yeah. I thought you meant they literally announced, like, what the I, I was about to say, wait, I, I just looked on my post about it, and Comic Rebirth liked that post. What the hell? <laughs> yeah. No, because that was the thing that came up right after we finished last week. And we were like, do we record something and add it in? But there was nothing, like, yeah, right, I didn't know Right, right. Yeah, this yeah. happened Thursday oh. last week. But because we didn't talk about it on the podcast, we were talking about it here. We don't really fully know what this means, but I think what I think we all know think what it means is sorry, I stopped English there. What? Uh, yeah, you do that a lot. <laughs> D- yeah, DC Future Slate is likely going to be a ton of new titles since a lot of titles were canceled, including some new writers coming on to titles that are currently going on, like Superman and Action Comics, where Bendis is leaving the titles. So, what do you guys want to see? Mark Wade writing the Flash. <laughs> um, Mar- I'm going to take Mark Wade writing Superman after Bendis' oh, reign. Um, yeah. yeah, I think I'd rather I, Wade on Superman since he's already done the Flash. Uh, yeah, Williams- yeah, no, I actually agree. Yeah. William- Williamson on either Young Justice or Flash Family. Um, I would say Williamson on Young Justice, Flash Family, or Justice League. Just Justice yeah, League in I, general. Yeah. Um, oh, man, there's so many... like. I just feel like there's so many books you could do. Like, we need a Green Lantern core book again. Um, yeah, we definitely need like... a... Don't don't focus on one Lantern. Focus on the core in general. T- uh, Titans, Titans needs a reboot um, yes, with, you know, the, the best so. team. Um, but, I, but I also think with Titans, you know, it needs a good writer. Please don't throw Dan Ebnett back on it. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, but I don't even know. No one comes to mind to me for who could write Titans. I feel like you know you might just need like to Williamson. kind of get a newer writer who who can make their bones on it. You know. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, this might be a hot take. I would like Scott Snyder to write Green Arrow, assuming we're getting a Green Arrow book, which I feel like we will, just because Green that's Arrow a, hasn't been that, around for. A while. That doesn't seem like that hot of a take. That's, it's just yeah, I don't, Scott I don't, think, I don't think that's the hottest take. Scott Snyder gets like a yeah. lot of kind of like ooh, nowadays just because of well if you had have said oh a... i would love scott snyder to write a barry allen series i'd slap you across the face yeah well, <laughs> jesus we're countries away we're an ocean away but yeah do, do you think I, do you think i could rock hair like that john okay, oh yeah. my god dude Yikes. that was the point i stopped reading justice like <laughs> L- lucky you <laughs> i i think his writing is good for humor so i feel like green arrow is one of those characters they could handle pretty well out of all the characters, I was thinking, like, what would I want Scott Snyder on? Because I guarantee he's going to be on something here. And I would say Green Arrow, although I feel like he might be on some, like, a bigger character than that. I could see Superman, unfortunately. I could see Wonder Woman. I wouldn't mind Wonder Woman, but I was just thinking Wonder Woman, yeah. Yeah, actually, I would, yeah, Wonder Woman's kind of the main character of Death Metal at the moment, so I could see him writing Wonder Woman pretty well. Wonder Woman has had, like, 35 writers on it for the last, like, you know, like, all Rebirth. Like, it just keeps shifting writers. No one could... I think they just got a new creative team, didn't they? But but that's what I'm saying. Like, no no one can seem to stay on the book. Yeah. It seems like a lot of people, like, as soon as they get a new creative team, a lot of people pick it up, and then they don't pick up the next issue. So, I feel like they're just like, oh, maybe this one's not selling. So, they they change it around a lot. And I think we need a new slate for people to want to read it. Because if we get a Wonder Woman issue one moving on... I'll probably buy it. I'll give it a shot. If I don't like it after the first arc, then I'll probably drop it. But I'll, I want to get I think back. More into so it depends on depends on who the writer is. 
Yeah, that, that too. And uh, I like to see a good artist too. If Romita Jr.'s on it, I'm sorry. I just can't. <laughs> I'm <laughs> the not strong enough. One. Yeah, I'm not strong enough for that. But yeah, uh, DC Future Slate, we should be getting an mm. announcement of what this fully is within about a month, just because solicitations just came out. So... Around the dream title for me would be uh, would be James Tynan on a Zatanna solo series. That would be like a dream. Oh man, Har- Harper, Harper, that would be quite the dream for you because I, I, that's literally like you know the guy who saved Justice League Dark and then the guy and your favorite character yeah. from DC. So yeah, <laughs> like I, like it's so it's so weird that Zatanna has only had one proper like solo ongoing series, and that was Paul a Dini, right? Ago. And, yeah, and the only reason it got made was because it was Paul Dini, and he's like obsessed with Zatanna. And then, and once again, goddamn Flashpoint came along, and we lost that, just like we lost Steph Brown as Batgirl and Wally and Barry and Jay and Bart all together. We lost that again. Man, but Flashpoint, Flashpoint was dumb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But with those characters that we lost forever, not anymore, because they're back in the comics of the week. Whoa, oh, transition. Wow. Yeah. So before we get into it, uh, with all the comments that came out, what are your covers and pick of the week? Uh my cover of the week is gonna be Daredevil 22 because I I don't know, it's 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 a cool look. Uh my my pick of the week is gonna be uh, I'm I'm really tossed up between Flash 762 and Speed Metal, but I'll go speed metal. Okay, for me, I I, I will agree with you. With the uh, Daredevil cover, it's basically for the listeners that don't know, it's the Iron Man helmet, but with devil horns. Fairly simplistic, but very cool looking. And yeah, my pick of the week is also Speed Metal. What about you, Harper? I look. I all of these covers are really good. I think the Flash one is like really perfectly kind of minimal. The Speed Metal one is just badass. Daredevil is really good, but I'm also gonna. I don't know if they did this, like if this is why they delayed some titles, but the fact that they've put. A big banner up the top of all the comics saying rest in power chadwick boseman mm-hmm. is genuinely why i'm gonna give it to daredevil just seeing that i don't know man it like that I, it, I wasn't it, it, it caught me by surprise seeing that when i got to my comic shop i was like i was like oh i'm i'm glad they did that like it was the I same thing with stan lee where they kept putting the sand soap uh soapbox in the middle like just a really great way to pay respect to to mm-hmm. those people and god damn like Stan and, and Chadwick together, like, those guys are just so good. We're, we're still kind of getting those. Uh, in the Daredevil one, I think it was Joe Sinnott who who died recently. Yeah, and in memoriam for him, yeah. Yeah, yeah he is good. in memorial in Daredevil right now, along with, like, last week's Iron Man and Captain America. So, yeah, it is nice that they're doing these things. Steve Ditko had a few. I think they just stopped doing Steve Ditko's. But I think we still do get Stan soapbox here and there, which is nice. I, I read every one, too. It is nice. But yeah, yeah. anyways, uh, I guess we'll start. Yeah, with- actually, well, just real quick on the Stan Soapbox. I know this podcast can take forever, but uh, on the Stan Soapbox, you know, one, one of the things I always like about the Stan Soapbox is, um, you know, kind of how some of the stuff that he said in, you know, the 60s and 70s still reigns true today. Uh, he crazy, had one about, yeah. he, he had one, I think it was 1968 or so. And it was about um, complaining about the younger generation, how people his age were complaining about people that were younger than him. And his his whole moral of the story is why complain about people who are younger than you because, uh, be, because you know or because uh, because you know it's just like an endless cycle and 
I'm like, I feel like I'm butchering this, but it's like an endless yeah, cycle. No, no, no. Of like, it, was, uh, it was like, uh, why, why divide us when we can, we, when we can, yeah, why, yeah. And, 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 and like, he's yeah. like, and he's like, I'm sure, you know, in the future, um, the, the generation that you're complaining about is going to c- complain about the generation after them, which, well, the people that, that stands generation we're complaining about are complaining <laughs> about us now. So, <laughs> you know, and we're in our twenties and we're in our twenties going, Oh my God, these TikTok kids are so cringy. And the TikTok kids are going to hate whatever other app comes out. So yep. <laughs> it's a, it's an endless cycle, but, uh, but no, so, you know, that, it's, it is a really nice thing. The stand cell box. I read them uh, very often. They're good. Uh, anyway, um, what comic do you guys want to start with? I feel like Flash, 762 Flash. Flash is the one to start yeah, with. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. So the end of Joshua Williamson's run, I did a post about this on Instagram because this is the first Flash run where I feel like I read it issue by issue. Because New 52 I read in trade. Yeah. And obviously Wally's run was before my time and all that. So, you know, this was – it was emotional getting to this issue, I think, because it's just like – you know, I knew the end was coming for, you know, probably like two months now, but it was just like actually getting to that issue was like, damn, like this is really the end. Like, yeah, damn. I'm with you. Um, yeah. And this is this is the run that I feel like, you know, it, it's a historic flash run regardless of what you think of it, because it's the longest flash run of mm-hmm. any writer. So, you know, we really saw it go down issue by issue. It's one of those historic runs where you could be like, yeah, I, I read that, you know, every week came out like you know I, I was there for every single issue yeah and it's and i always look at like some of these classic runs you know like a dixon's batman or something like that or you know wade's flash and it's like i couldn't imagine reading that week by week in this one we read it week by week so you know it's it, it's definitely I'm, a weird i'm with feel. you 100 because it's like it's like we we have we, we attach so many memories to like i remember reading a bunch of new 52 stuff in my first year of university and that you kind of just blitzing through stuff reading this over the past six years like i'm thinking about all the the things i've gained and all the things i've lost like i'm still remembering you know when black flash like showed up for the first time in in williamson's run in the death of the speed force stuff Mm -hmm. i can still remember like being away at the beach and i was like laying in my car like parked looking at the beach the new issue came out and reading it and i'm like always going to attach that memory to to this run so it's like deeply deeply personal at this point where it's like wow i can remember things that are attached and when i got to that final thing and it said you know josh basically saying thank you for for being on this run with me i i was straight up with you man i I got emotional i was like holy hell it really is the end of an era for all of its flaws for all of its highs for all of its lows i will always look back and be like so happy that this run exists because not only do i think that williamson has done a good job of defining a bunch of flash characters that you know, for a while kind of seemed like they were in limbo. Like, who do we want these characters to be? Like Wallace and Barry, like Wallace mm-hmm. to Wallace West. Now I feel like he's put a stamp on it. It's like, I don't know, it, it, it feels special. Like, I know a lot of people don't like it and that's fine. But to me, I will always view this series as something special. And I think Josh seems to be just such a stand-up guy and someone who really cares about the fans that, yeah, I got to that last page and seeing that note and him saying, you know, thanks for this i got emotional and then you know then speed metal which is just the fucking best <laughs> yeah no no i i i think you're 100 percent on the money like I'm, I'm already thinking like all right i could clip harper right here and put it on my instagram story and say it was me saying it um except yeah, for that l- bit at the end <laughs> l- l- listen uh yeah i think you're 100 percent on the money i mean this is you know in 2016 i didn't read in single issue because i thought you know i'm a trade guy 
And then being in the Instagram comic community, you know, you come across spoilers and I decided in 2016, you know, all right, I'm going to read a few issues, a few books in single issue, one of which was Flash. It was Flash, Nightwing, and two others that I can't remember. One of them, I think, was All-Star Batman. But anyway, uh, I was still mostly reading trade, but Flash was a single issue thing for me. And it was like, okay, it was cool. This was the first book that I was reading biweekly. And I'm like, okay, this is this is something different to me. You know, you're not getting the full story right away. So yeah. learning about Godspeed and being introduced to these characters, the new Storm is what it started with. So, you know, I, I it, it's definitely going to have nostalgic rings to me because it's like this helped me get into reading single issues. So, and, uh, you know, owning all 104, 100, 105 issues of Williamson's run in my comic box is like, holy crap, like, I was legit on this the entire time. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I uh, totally agree, Harper. When I got to the last page, I was just like, wow, like, this run is really over. And it's like, you know, I, I talked about this on my Instagram post, and it's like, you know, Flash was in big time limbo i think in the 2010s and this is no knock on monopole and uh brian Bacello. I, I think you know they they did good work uh and you know credit to venditti too I, I didn't love his flash stuff but he tried but you know it, it was missing what made the character special and it it became just another superhero title in the 2010s you know after being so special from 1992 to 2009 truly you know being special mm-hmm. so you know it went through it it went through a six year you know tough part and williamson takes over and he's a gigantic flash fan and he's like i want to do this this and that and dc's like all right we'll see what we can do and you know you could tell how much passion he has from writing this and how much you know he would have loved to give us max mercury and bart allen from issue one but he made us earn it and you know it's 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 it makes the ending that much more sweet you know the little barbecue at the end like i was like like i was legit smiling ear to ear and i was like wow that that was that that was really good so well straight um, up to go from from the start of his run where it really feels like it's just barry like i know i know wallace was there but well well and and that's the exact theme that like literally the theme of issue one is barry's alone barry has no one and the theme of flash 762 is i I'm never alone when I have my family, and my yeah. family is great. And that's a good yeah, point. that's yeah. Literally, literally like Barry went from being alone and having horrible trust issues to having a whole family around him who's always willing to help him. And it's it's a really nice story. And I, you know, big kudos to Williamson for being able to tell that story and being able to tell his story of you know, this is what I want to do with Flash. And like I said, I'm sure if he had it his way, he could have had you know the whole Flash family in it, issue one, but it's much more sweet when you do it over a hundred issues and uh yeah now we're now we're at flash 762 which is a uh it's a good issue it it caught me by surprise uh i really thought eobar was gonna die in this issue right right you know the cover i guess maybe that would have been too obvious but between the cover and you know the way the last issue ended i'm like eobar's done but i think it was a really good send-off for eobar and i think that depending on how it's handled post williamson it could really uh you know ring in for the character like it'll you know be remembered uh assuming they don't just you know use him in a random background uh in an issue yeah i can see Eobard being used for a while now now that he's he's different and he's redeemed but he doesn't remember so for the readers or for the listeners just listening uh barry basically reset yobarthon so he's now just a, a man living in the 25th century who doesn't know who he was, and the reverse flash as a character's identity is unknown. So, 
Barry made him. Good. I guess we should probably say why. Like, I mean, we do. Yeah. Well. Well. Here. So. So. So Barry forgives Eobard, and uh, yeah. he he realizes that you know we could run this race for the rest of time, and we could go back and forth, and you could mess with my family, and you know I could I could get mad at you and chase you down every time, but it's 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 just gonna keep repeating itself, and and I think this is also kind of a commentary on you know like the the jokerism of you know it's always going to be the same fight between me and you just a new writer so so it, yeah. i don't know if that was intended or not but that's what it felt like to me like it's a little commentary on that but uh but yeah so uh he he, he tells ebard like i forgive you and you know i'm i'm sorry for what happened between us but i don't want this for you and ebard tries to run through barry and barry vibrates and he's able to send ebard on his way ebard fades away and when we next see Eobard, he's in the 25th century. He's the curator of the Flash Museum, and uh, he doesn't remember his villain life. He's living his best life because he's teaching kids about the wonderful history of the Flash. History of the Flash, follow. And uh, <laughs> and he's also, you know, he, he's he's just having a good time. And he looks at the reverse Flash, and he's like, I, you know, we don't know his identity, which is callback to Return of Barry Allen when when Eobard comes back. Uh, they're like in the 25th century, no one knows who the reverse Flash is, so. It's nice and uh yeah it's it's a it's a fitting end for eobard and if Even, they don't use the character for years now i think that would be uh, a big time success don't joker him yeah don't put him in everything but even then when eobard's just in the museum showing some kids around barry even goes and makes sure that eobard's okay he doesn't like go to eobard and be like it was me eobard he instead just kind of <laughs> accepts because that's basically what he did. <laughs> yeah, you remember? I mean, it's the most quintessential Barry Allen thing ever to me, and I I can't believe like I, I wrote a post on it. And I was just like, I guess they fight for a bit, and then you know what, like it's gonna be the same ending. And then I was genuinely surprised when he was like, "I forgive you," and that in, entire dialogue exchange. And then I was like, "That is the perfect way to end this without doing the same thing." Is you know, Barry yeah. Allen is, I mean, he would be the kind of guy to be like, no, you know what? I forgive you. I don't want you to be stuck in this cycle of, you know, hatred, whether it affects me or it affects you. You know what I mean? He's yeah. Be the, be the, be me, the better uh, man. Yeah. That, that to me is like so good. And, and like we were saying before, you know, for all the flaws, you know, there's been some things with Eobard that I've been like, oh, you know, like the, it's the only time you'll spend with me. But I feel like this between, you know, the Godspeed reveal and then, you know, even the Wally sanctuary stuff, like, I know a lot of people don't like it because it's so ham-fisted. It's like, oh my god, he's in charge of everything. But to me, it all feels earned because of how all of it's come together now, is that we've seen from, you know, for the last two to three years, how Eobard has messed with Barry's life. And then we finally get to this moment and we think Barry's going to finally just snap and kill him because of all the awful things he does, and he forgives him. That, to me, is just quintessential barry allen that is so good yeah and and i think it's it has much more of an impact than any you know barry snapping ebard's neck or sending him back to the future and being like haha beat you again like like this leaves way more impact and it's i think it's a much more fitting way to cap off their relationship and uh yeah it's then then it's barry doing barry things he goes back and And it's optimistic yeah, you know it, I mean? it is. It is optimistic like because it's like there's been so many times in this run that are that are you know kind of dark and Barry being like, oh my god, I have to run alone because everyone around me gets hurt. But this is the ending that I feel is is what this entire run has led to, where it is the optimism shining through and him yeah. being like, you know, through all the things you've done, I don't care. I'm going to forgive you. And then 
eat dinner with my family, well, eat lunch with my family. It's like, yeah. Yeah. And, the, and then he kind of resets a lot of things that Ebar did towards the end. So, uh, he puts the tornado twins, you know, uh, back in their time, back right? So they don't even remember Uncle Eobard. Um, the renegades are back in the future. The rogues are back in the present, and they don't remember anything. Grodd doesn't remember anything. Grodd, um, technically, God, Grodd is back in 2013 because that was a gorilla. Oh, War right, right, right. That was, that was right. Um, yeah. by the way, I got I love that Howard Porter, uh, four panel spread right there where it's uh, Barry running through all of them. That's really cool. It is cool. Uh, yeah, uh, also, Godspeed's death undone question or mark he just vandalized his grave <laughs> we see uh we see august hart's uh grave and barry runs over and then it kind of blurs out uh jd i don't know if you remember or not when we interviewed williamson last did he say that godspeed's dead dead when you mentioned that in the group chat and i was like wait did he and i'm like i feel I like he, he did. did but you know given that joshua williamson is a friend of the podcast we may just have to ask him and be like hey bro is uh is godspeed dead <laughs> i mean i guess um, i understand that he can't be like no no like if i ask like is godspeed dead dead and he'd be like no he's coming back <laughs> well here's the thing that i don't get is if you look at all of the other panels barry has you know yellow and red he's got the the yellow light or the orange kind of lightning and the red from his suit but the one panel with the godspeed's grave being erased it's golden it's white so maybe maybe it's god's you know i don't know oh my god harper you're right look at the other panels it's red lightning but that one's yellow lightning so godspeed's coming back i don't know if that's a coloring thing or if it literally is a hint like he's coming back i don't know i don't know or it's a who else has yellow lightning uh wallace i guess does does he or is it red i can't remember yo it also sense if it was august coming back he would erase his own grave like if if he was dead barry might go back and rewrite it to say something that isn't garbage like the august heart cop friend hero but the fact that it's just erased like i don't know it's weird to me i don't know i really yeah. don't know and the fact that it dwells on it, it shows it twice and then the lightning comes in and then it's erased oh my god harper <laughs> why does it show yeah, the grave twice it's like I don't know, I don't know, because like it would make sense if it was Barry, because we're seeing him run through and you know correct things. But I don't know, the whole lightning thing is kind of throwing me. This is probably a theory that just like it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> no, I'm with you. This is real. This is a hundred percent real. <laughs> huh. Anyways, yeah. that's interesting. Anyway. You see alchemy at one point, which is cool. Uh, so, well, it's setting, setting up. It's setting up the next arc. Yeah. Yeah, alchemy. Just reading a book. I like the way Howard Porter um, drew him. What, what do you think about the woman? Uh, her husband's last name is Thon. That was a little like. Oh, okay. yeah. Is yeah. It... And also Barry just being like, ha, ha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just laughed. He goes, ha, ha. <laughs> it's like, my last name is Thon. Ha. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> my last name sucks is Alan. <laughs> so the interaction is weird enough because she doesn't know him and he's like, do we know each other? And he's like, I don't think so. And she's like, my husband's last name is Thorne. And he's like, ha, well, you have a great day. Ha! <laughs> now, now, now at the barbecue, right? Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a great, it's a great spread going on there with a bunch of flash characters. Uh, lots of stuff going on. It appears Pied Piper is getting married. Correct. That's, that's, uh, I'm, I'm reading yeah, into this. Yeah. Correct. Um, yeah. also gotta love Jay and Henry Allen. Uh, barbecuing together Barry's, Barry's two father figures it's nice um 
what I took out of this is so you see Iris is wearing the uh, the shirt of I guess um, what's the name's mask Jason Jason right? Jason Voorhees yeah um, you remember in Flash Year One quite possibly the worst line of dialogue I've ever read from Iris West um, when when she's talking about how she loves horror movies and she does like a roar like oh god it's so bad but oh, yeah, um, you guys that. remember this uh, that, that's a nice little piece of continuity there I'm, I'm a sucker for continuity so he mentioned in year one that Iris loves horror movies and there she is wearing a horror shirt I don't know it's, it's something simple but I love that even though it came from one of the worst lines of dialogue <laughs> but, but uh, I, um, I honestly just love seeing Bart Wallace Jai and Irie all together, and I'm, and I'm yeah, glad they, and I'm flashes. glad they made Bart they made Bart look older, which is yeah good. he looks they bigger also, yeah, which is they which also is made weird, uh, Wallace, Wallace look in like super young, yeah yeah that's the thing is that I like it because I want Bart to be older because he he should be he like Bart I feel should be like seventeen Wallace maybe like fifteen. But like, if you look at like Teen Titans and even some issues of the Flash, Wallace looks like he's nineteen grown years ass old. Man. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's yeah. like a, a grown-ass man. He actually um, looks uh, ten years old here. I, yeah. I, I, I like I like to think that the dog is uh, is Bart's dog. I just dropped my whole mic. That was terrible. Um, I like to think <laughs> that the do- the dog is Bart's dog from Impulse Docs. Um, you know, no, no, no. It's uh, yeah, you know, I'm tag. thinking. I'm thinking it is. Um, Irie Jai and 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 Linda. Um, huge. That's that's cool. Um, it makes me very yeah. happy. It to looks see. like Barry found them. Yeah, and this it's. I'm I'm glad he at least you know was like you know respecting continuity where he's like, uh, don't worry, I'll I, I'll find the Myers. I promise. So it's not like, wait, wait, hey, why why do we randomly know Linda and Jai and Irie? Mm-hmm. Am I am I dumb? I don't get this. Uh, okay, so I thought it was Jay over there. Okay, so Jay is talking to the kid saying no time travel, and is that Joan with him? Yeah, uh, I imagine. Yeah, because then, well, then who's at the barbecue? It's Henry, and who's the other guy? I thought Mercury, Max Mercury. Yeah. Max. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. that makes so much sense. I feel like I've never seen Max out of costume. <laughs> yeah, he's got great. He's got great. Like, he's, like, like, he's from like, like the eighteen hundreds. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, he is. But like, I don't know. When do you ever see him out of? Co- I guess impulse. But like, yeah, is he I, ever I, out of costume in like Dead Heat? Like the well, well, in, in in impulse, he's out of costume quite a bit because he still has to be Max Crandall. Now, mm. Howard Porter typically just makes faces kind of look similar, so I guess that's why he looks like. Yeah, Jay, that's why I was. Re- I was like, like, "Who is that?" Yeah, yeah, I understand ah. that. I, I like, I personally didn't just thought that was Max because I know what Jay looks like without a suit on. I, so I'll like, be honest, I forgot Jay. Max was in this story. To be <laughs> to be yeah. real with you, I completely forgot. I love Max. He's one of my favorite speedsters. <laughs> Uh, he was great. He had like the best moment from the last issue. I guess the last scene here is uh, Barry's mother as a spooky yeah, that ghost. Was, as, as as the force ghost. Uh, Obi Obi <laughs> Obi you lied to me. You said that Darth Vader killed my father. Um, <laughs> yeah, Barry uh, yeah, sees it's... her and just goes Ben. <laughs> <laughs> But no, <laughs> oh god! I like that we're trying to do our Mark Hamill voice, uh, young Mark Hamill voice, like how Harper does his Tom Holland Spider-Man voice. <laughs> That's close <laughs> well, enough. Well, the, the Ben. I'll, I'll be honest. The Ben one was pretty good. That actually sounded like he's Empire when he's, he's like, like about to pass out. Yeah, he's like Ben, Ben, Dagobah, Dagobah, gotta find Yoda. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Barry's pretty this casual with of- her. I kind yeah. of thought the reveal with his mum was weird because they like show a, a silhouetted panel where they're talking to him, and I was like, "Oh, is it going to be the old man Barry Allen?" From, That's like, what I thought. I, I thought it was going to oh, be old man that Flash would be too. So cool. Yeah, 
Oh, but it wasn't. Was because I, I like the idea that that's a Barry in the future that maybe has lost a bit of hope because actually, of all the crap that's gone. It, but yeah, it, it actually, it would have been cool if you know he's talking to Old Man Flash, and as Iris appears, Old Man Flash kind of just fades away. Oh, like yeah. oh my god, that would have been. I got chills from that. Like he and he's <laughs> yeah. smiling as he fades. Like you did a Barry. Yeah, yeah. You forgave him. You did something that I couldn't do, and that's forgiving you, Bart. Damn. Yeah. Oh my god, that should have been it. Damn. <laughs> It's it's still, end, it's still a good end. <laughs> it's still a good ending, but uh, but yeah. it, it's you it's know, bittersweet. This whole issue, I think, is bittersweet. That's the word for it. I, Very I, much I gotta so. love. You know, it took Williamson one hundred and four, one hundred and five issues to say, "I'll be back in a flash." Back because, in a flash, yeah. You know, as <laughs> as you know, I've I've obviously thought about writing Flash. I mean, you know, what else am I gonna do with my free time? So I've I've always thought like, you know, I feel like I would use the line "I'll be back in a flash" often to kind of make fun of it, but. I like yeah. to use it right at the end, and it's like you know I can be fun sometimes, and uh, yeah, like Harper said in the beginning of all this, you know, Flash stuff, that last page where you kind of just see Williamson's name, and it, it doesn't say like oh like thank you, like you know some people end their thing with like thank oh no he did end it on the next page, but yeah, thank you yeah. to all the readers, yeah, that, everyone even, who even the way Flash. even the way it was signed, like I didn't notice that on the next page, but even the way it's signed there is really cool, but then yeah, him running off, and then all the covers behind him from Williamson's run. And then, yeah, thank you to uh, all the readers and everyone who worked on this flash run with me. Thank you for the greatest race of my life, Joshua. That was like, damn. (laughs) (laughs) Who's got onions? Who's got onions? (laughs) Going back to what you guys said, he's been on here for four years. Like, Harper, you said you were starting college when he started. I was just graduating high school. I remember picking up the first issue on my, like, when lunch started for my high school because I lived by a comic store with some friends we all went and we got all the like the first pat the first like batch of rebirth comics and flash was one of them and i read that while i was in school like on a break in my high school and now i'm graduated college and damn <laughs> we did it it's uh it's yeah i can't believe it's i was a junior in high school now i'm graduating in december so it's uh you know it's we grew up with this run but uh but yeah um i, I really like this issue you know it, it gets the 10 out of 10 for me because it was such like a you know heartfelt issue and uh something that i don't think i'll forget anytime soon that's a good yeah, point you know what you know what i'm with you even even though i don't actually like in my mind i'm not like ooh, that's a 10 out of 10 book i'm just gonna give it a 10 out of 10 because he deserves it that's what I'm saying. Like, it, like it, it, for it, the it, amount it. of work he's given us and the amount of stuff that he's earned, absolutely. Yeah, I agree. He brought the Flash family back. So yeah, hundred percent. Ten yeah. out of ten. Now, even though now, the issue wasn't ten out of ten. Now yeah. the thing that concerns me is, please don't let these characters go back into oblivion. Because yeah, that's right. what I said last Ke- week. Kevin, yeah. Ke- Kevin Shinnick is taking over Flash. It looks like at least for the first arc, it's going to be alchemy filler. So it's like okay. That's fine, but why did you bring back Jesse, Max, Bart? You know, all these guys, if you're not going to use them, please use them. Please, like, don't just let them fade back. It would be genuinely one of the stupidest things I'd ever read if they didn't, like, continue on. Like, we have the Flash family back. Use them. Because at the moment, it's like an alchemy arc, yeah, but... Then it's going straight to, uh... Because then, I think, in December, the next two Flash issues that come out, that... Uh, month will be the winter arc endless winter so that's going to be completely different and then january likely a new writer with a new story set and hopefully a flash family book so Uh, we'll have to wait and see uh on to speed metal yeah speed metal is a uh (laughs) really good comic (laughs) 
It is a comic book. It costs six uh five ninety nine and it was worth every penny because Absolutely. it was yep. it was definitely like if you're a Wally West fan, you you know, you feel like you're being appreciated in this issue. Williamson does a very good job of like giving you kind of that warm feeling inside, like, yeah, yeah, we deserve this. Um you know, it's, it's it's nice to flash. see the perfect Wally oh. book, one hundred percent. Yeah, like th- like this feels like the start of a Wally book, in all, in all honesty. And mm-hmm. even the way they do the ending of this issue, where Wally's kind of leading the pack, it makes it seem like like he's the leader of the Flash family. Which you know, in my mind, it almost makes sense. Like if Flashpoint never happened, if Barry just came back and didn't become the main flash. Like, I feel like he would have just kind of been the Jay Garrick and Wally would still be leading the flash family or Bart eventually. So, um, this is like, kind of like what I, you know, my dreams are made of right here because it's good. It's, you know, it's, it is Barry's okay with Wally calling the shots. He's not like, no, I'm the flash. I'm the one who calls it. But also uh, they, they also have a really, like, I wasn't expecting to go into this, but they have a really interesting dynamic where they're still kind of at odds. And then they, 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 you know, um, we'll get to it, but yeah, they they kind of resolve their issues, and it's it's much more emotional to read them. Uh, look, we'll just we'll just get into like we'll get it into starts. it. Let's start with the yeah. action first. So the main plot of this is uh, Wallace, Wally, Barry, and Jay are running from like a shadow of the Batman and laughs, followed by a ton of uh, dark flashes, which are basically speedster zombies at this point. Uh, that that's the main premise is they have to escape. They need to get to the castle that laughs or whatever it's called. Uh, <laughs> they basically have to get to the Batman laughs castle to get the Mobius chair. That that's the goal. Get it, the Mobius it really, chair. It, this issue makes you forget that this is a metal tie-in because all the stupid parts are just the metal parts. <laughs> basically, in the end, yeah, it's a really good flashback. Yeah, but they even make fun of the metal parts. That's the best part. <laughs> okay, so, I, I I gotta say one of my favorite things is when they're in the Flash Museum and um. Yeah. Again, it's it's Williamson writing a love letter to Wally fans because you get the Hunter Zolomon who's like when Hunter was frozen, frozen in time. Yeah. You get you get uh Harper's favorite villain of all time, Savitar. And then you yeah. also get uh <laughs> for those who don't know, uh Harper and I first started talking because he told me he didn't think Savitar was a good villain. And uh <laughs> we, we debated on that and that's how we started talking. Uh three three years later. I still, yeah, think, I still think Dead Heat is a good story. I just, three three Savitar years later, three, three years after this debate, he's on my podcast. So uh, I guess you <laughs> can say it went well. Um anyway, the, the picture of Wally, Jesse, Max, Bart, and Jay, can I get that like you know, as my wallpaper yeah. for my room. Like, I just want my big? entire wall. Because that's, like, the size <laughs> of, like, three wallies. Like, full-grown men. <laughs> it, it, it is a gigantic thing. It, it, it's beautiful, though. Oh, man. Like, it's it looks so cool. And, like, I love that, you know, he, he highlighted, like, that was the Wade crew. And, yeah, we love them. So, uh, yeah, Eddie Barrows does a great job in this issue. Every panel looks so Holy clean. And shit. We, I feel like we've oh, seen a lot of these yeah. panels because he's posted a lot of his, you know, work. But, like... You know, even just Barry and Wally shaking hands, like, uh, just it looks so good. Even things that he didn't post, like uh, the pages that he didn't post, I was like, damn, why didn't he post that? But I understand, like, yeah, <laughs> save it. Like, uh, the the scene after uh, the painting that he's looking at when they first run, and there's that scene where there's a lot of negative space, and I think it's Barry screams, "Follow me!" as they all jump through like the zombies. That's so cool. That's my yeah. computer wallpaper probably in like an hour from now. <laughs> <laughs> to, to jump back, what did you guys think of his like uh, recap of the last few years? Like the Rebirth recap? Yeah, and like all the way up until Flash Forward and then... I yeah, it's all that page, Four Years of Pain. 
<laughs> yeah, it's it basically it's, it's a good version of the too long didn't read of uh, yeah. Rebirth. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's you know you, you could kind of see like before Flash War, Wally was not involved in enough because the only thing you have is DC Rebirth one and and the first arc of Titans. So that kind of just shows like his character was kind of being wasted. And then yeah, you got the Flash War, and then you got Heroes in Crisis, and then flash forward so i I think if anything this collage tells me that wally west was not being used enough Mm -hmm. yeah but but it's also weird to see like he actually you know started being used more and it initially started off like we don't want you to use wally this way don't don't make him cover up people's murders and then flash forward it's like hey step in the right direction and then now we've got this and it feels like Step Maybe in the right direction. Like we're, yeah, we're getting to the point where it's like, now this is where we wanted. Like, for me, looking at it, I'm like, this is where I was hoping Wally would go all along. We just went on a, a detour. I just thought it was weird that he go. He says, that obsession hurt people I love, drove me to make mistakes I never thought I was capable of. And that was the perfect moment for Williamson to, like, include a little earbud silhouette behind Wally at Sanctuary. Because oh, like the, yeah. the, the the deaths, I've always thought him exploding with the speed, even though it's a total invention by Tom King, that it's like, oh, <laughs> we're restraining the power and then it explodes out. I like the deaths. I think the deaths are cool. And if what came after that was better, it would have been a good story. But then Wally covering everything up, that's when I'm like, that's not no. That's, and you oh. know, Josh Josh did the best he could trying to answer that, where he was just like, hey. You know the deaths are on are, are on Wally, and that's fine. But the cover up stuff isn't entirely on him. That's good. But I really would have liked if they actually referenced that in this, because even later, Barry's like, "Ah, oh, I, I recently found out all the ways Eobard messed with my life," and it would have been like, oh, "Can you tell Wally like that? You know, he had something to do with Sanctuary." <laughs> hey, pal, everything's okay. You don't have to wear blue anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I I really love the page of Wally doing the speed formula. Man, that is so Oh crazy. yes. Yeah. And, that and, made me and, gasp. And, 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 oh my god. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I gasped twice in this and, issue. That's the first time. <laughs> uh, and the great thing about that whole scene is I do like that him and Barry disagree there because yep. at the end of the day, they're very different people. Even though they have great respect for each other, they kind of debate. And I like that. Because, you know, it, it's it's kind of like their approach to being a flash and and it you know williamson spells it right out like barry needs to constantly stay on the move like flashes move forward and wally's like no sometimes we need to think about it and go back so yep. you know I, I think that's i think that's like a really good approach <laughs> what to did that. you think of the flash issue zero uh, shout out oh it's 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 great i mean it's like i've only used it to stop time once before i was like yes you did yeah yeah exactly it's 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 great you know i I really love anytime uh you know williamson references wade goodness so um yeah no it's 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 fantastic like i said this this issue is a love letter to wally fans and it it really takes off when you know they're they're running from the stupid guy who is stupid Uh, i mean batman who laughs batman who's (laughs) irrelevant um they, they're running from him. That, that's a great that's a great panel um so yeah they're, they're running away from from the batman who laughs and it's you know jay hops out first because he's like oh man i'm i'm too old for this shit and uh <laughs> he says it know, like he, four he, times in this issue yeah um he, he he drops out and then wallace drops out uh they call him flash jr i was like ouch okay that hurts <laughs> anyway <laughs> it's, it's down to just barry and wally and barry's like i, I can't do this like wally you got to do it and i'm like yeah yeah we know who the, who's the fast man alive hell yeah people in my instagram comments are gonna tell me i'm wrong but we know who's the fast man alive <laughs> so uh yes. and and then i think that you know the bottom three panels 
finals there where Wally they finally catch Wally and he transforms. I mean that first that of all just looks, so, looks looks you know magnificent, but also it leads to perhaps my favorite splash page in comics ever. Whoa, wow, did yeah. I just say ever? Holy crap, ever. I'm going with it, ever. I, no, I'm with you, I'm with you. Because I would say, and I'm probably, you know, people are going to say I'm stupid for saying this. I think this is the best Flash-related issue that we've had in a decade, easily. Yes, I agree. agreed, agreed. This is Honestly, fantastic. And it's a metal time. <laughs> so I, I was up staying at my, at my partner's house, and she went out for a walk with, with her mum. They, they just went, like, walking around the bush. I sat on the couch reading this issue... And she got back and she was like, oh, how was it? And I looked at her and I went, that was the greatest thing I've ever read. <laughs> I was so <laughs> excited. I had chills all over my body. That moment where he transforms back into the, the, the classic Wally suit, I was like, oh, my God. Like, just fan service, but so earned. And to go from Williamson, like, giving us this really bittersweet ending to then him being like, okay, I'm off the flash now. I'm going to give you guys the single coolest thing you've ever seen. You know what I mean? <laughs> Finally, what yeah. we've been waiting for. I mean, Just- and, and, so- and the splash page really covers like everything. And Eddie Barrows, I mean, my God, like I can't say enough about, you know, how good his art is here. And I never really considered him for a flash book, but get this man on a Wally West book right now. I mean, look at the way he draws Linda Park model. And it's so good. <laughs> Even Iris looks great. Yeah. The, the scene it's... when Wally first tries to transform before the splash page, when you get to, like, you just see the, the bit of the cowl covering his hair, I, like, yeah. froze. Yeah. I was, like, I was excited, but at the yeah. same time, like, afraid to turn the page. I was like, oh, no, it's happening. <laughs> it's actually happening. Oh, my God. I'm, like, looking at it now on, on my screen while talking to you guys, I'm getting emotional. <laughs> <laughs> I'm legitimately like, holy shit, I can't believe this is real. This actually happened. And, and, and the Batman who and, tries and so hard. Funny- <laughs> the the funniest thing about this is we actually knew that he was gonna get his suit. We did because if you remember correctly, Eddie posted the scene where um the whole family's hugging him and it's like, hey, wait, that's Wally in a full flash suit. But even knowing that going in, just seeing this page oh, I is didn't, so good. I didn't see that. I didn't realize that, that I didn't realize I don't A, I don't know if I saw it, but if I did, I guess I must have assumed that that was a Very. like a flashback. Oh, oh yeah. I, well, I, I had a feeling he was getting a full suit in this. At least from that, I was like, "Oh, that that makes sense. Like that's cool." Oh yeah, um, I didn't expect it at all. And I wasn't expecting the the family stuff, all the reunion stuff at all. Me either, because I thought that yeah. was just going to be saved for the last issue of Flash, which we just talked about. But yeah, we got the whole family back again, including like new and, members and, like Mina. And and it's really nice that you know um, we get well even just in the Wally panel there. Um, you know, talking about how he has lightning rods. I, I think that's a good concept yeah. because I think when it first started, yeah, it was Linda Park, but Wally has progressed so much beyond that where he really now too. What? I'm sorry. <laughs> I said he's got kids now too. Yeah, those just are all awesome. oh, yeah. rods. I would even say Bart is one a lightning rod, or even Barry Allen himself. Yeah. Yeah, the more you, know, you build out that family, yeah, the more he's going to have to ground him. Like, obviously, Linda is his is his love, but I mean, he's got kids, he's got a a protege. Like, you're absolutely right. It's not just it can't be just one anymore. He's got so much, mm-hmm. and like you said, that was the theme of the end of Williamson's run is having that that family and how much better it is to have people around you than to run alone. And that yeah. Wally was doing that for so many years, and now finally we get this. 
Yeah, and then yeah, and then um, I gotta say when when he said, "Hey, Batman, who tries too hard?" I swear I thought he flipped them off. <laughs> I, I didn't did realize too. it was a metal I sign. Was I say did that. It first too, but then, but then when I realized it was the metal sign, I actually thought that was more clever because it was like him literally mocking the entire concept of this stupid metal stuff. <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god!" By the way, the way, the way his eyes light up like that, like with the white shining, oh, very so anime. Um, <laughs> uh, but then yeah, we get Wally flying through lightning and him in the speed force has got to be one of my favorite things ever because literally everyone's in the speed force. And like you said, it's even newer members like uh, Avery's there, which is cool. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, just I- Irene and Jai, Irene, the impulse suit, beautiful. And, and yeah, the, just, oh God, it's so fucking like, I'm, I'm overwhelmed because Wait, it's that good. Like when well, while he's smiling in the bottom left of that, in the bottom left of that page, when he's smiling and just looking up like that is, oh, it's beautiful. It's perfect. Just like what? <laughs> they had to they had to cut I, I, his towel a little bit to show that it's not Barry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love that. Honest, I love that just so that when I see those panels get posted online, there aren't people in the comments going, "Oh, what what Barry issue is this? Like, what's going on?" Like, I can mm-hmm. be like, "Look at the hair." But God, <laughs> just the, the oh, the kid said you had a a new blue costume. Sounded nice. Really, doesn't matter what you're wearing. You're still my Flash. I was like crying, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh the the yeah the you're my flash line i was like oh god that's so beautiful <laughs> like it's me too and even the bar, the, the bar oh my god hunter hunter sounds like he's crying right now <laughs> you know <laughs> but like even even bart like bart coming up with the plan and wally like they didn't have an emotional reunion but it was it still felt burnt like it was quick but it was just like you know, Wally's just happy to see him and Bart's happy to see him, but he's never going to admit it. Like, I don't know. It was just, it wasn't as big as I was expecting a reunion between them to be, but it was still like, I, I don't know. I'm just too happy. Like seeing them together, I can't go, oh, that was a missed opportunity because everything is just so good. It is. Yeah, it honestly is. And even though he goes back to the blue suit in the end, I'm kind of okay with it, but I have a feeling when Death Metal's done, he will get the classics yeah. again. This is like a tease. Like, and I like that design. Like, I like the design. I'm glad he'll have it for the for the rest of, of Death Metal. Yeah, I like yeah. the blue suit, too. I think it really stands out well. Though I do hope he goes back to that perfect cow suit by the end yeah. of Death Metal. Well, well, oh, yeah. well, would you make any changes? I mean, would you, like, would you change the lightning so it's the one bolt instead of the two? If I were to make any changes, I would make, uh, instead of him having, like, the orange lightning, it would be silver, like his rebirth suit. Mm-hmm. And same with the boots, but that's it. I still want it to be pure red with the same uh, ear wings and the same like full cowl, small white eyes. I really like that. So yeah, yeah. I just changed the color. I think color. I think that was the perfect. They almost had the perfect design um, when Barry came back in in Rebirth 09, where he had like the the, the single point. That I, I wasn't huge on the nose piece. I think get rid of the yeah. nose piece, and that's the Wally suit. But but uh but yeah oh man Bart saying sup old man oh perfect literally oh, yeah. perfect <laughs> and we'll have to bail you um, out again. <laughs> was I was I the only one that when Jay was shining off his hat I, I thought he was going to give it to Wally for a minute. <laughs> oh I didn't think that but that'd <laughs> that, be cool. <laughs> that would actually kind of be cool honestly. Well, like, <laughs> you heard this kid why? It, it when, would, yeah when he when he was when he was like hey hey West where are you going to find a needle and thread in this place I thought he was going to like hand him it I was like oh cool and I'm like oh never mind. <laughs> Um, but yeah, this, it's, it's a beautiful thing. And yeah, um, I mean, you know, while, while he's like, uh, let, let's mm-hmm. go Barry. He's like, uh, you know, uh, lead, lead the way. And he's like, nah, I think you got this covered. It's your turn. I was like, 
yes, it is his turn. And yeah, it ends, it it ends on a perfect note of damn right. Now, unfortunately, this goes back in the hands of Scott Snyder now, so I'm terrified, but... <laughs> <triple flash on. laughs> but uh, I find look, he look, writes To me, right I have now. optimism because he literally says... Um, where is it? Yeah, uh, Jay's like, you want to say goodbye? And Wally's like, I don't need to. I know I'll see them again soon. Like, surely they're yeah. not going to squander that and then be like, he's in the Speed Force again, even though he just got his kids back, his wife back, his, his mentor back, his protege back. back, all of his friends back. Like, come on. No, man. he'll be back. Like, I-, I have high hopes for Wally's future. I said that in 2016, too. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Speed Metal in general is, like, a solid 10 out of 10. I know we said last issue was 10 out of 10 because it's the end of Williamson Zone. Well, as an issue... this is an issue that I actually legitimately would give a 10 out of 10. Not because of, like, I'm... Good job, Williamson, for what you've done for, for Flash fans. But as a Flash fan, and it's fine to admit your own biases, I am a Wally West fan through and through. He's one of my top three favorite characters. This, to me, is a 10 out of 10 single issue because of how incredible it is for Wally. You know what I mean? Looking back at all the single issues that I've loved, I think this is a top five. Like, best single issues I've ever read. And yeah, not, not this like arc-wise, but single it, issues. Yeah, It feels like a whole, a whole volume in one book without any of, like, the needless parts in between yeah, that might drag out the story you... where, like, a random character... This felt like a... A beginning to end story even though it's in the middle of an event you know what i mean I, yeah. I read it and i was like oh my god that's satisfying i would love to just like i'm gonna go comic shopping i'm gonna i don't know how many variants this has or if it has any i'm gonna buy like multiple physical copies of this because <laughs> i was like, like refreshing yeah. comicsology waiting for it to pop up at like <laughs> six in the uh, like six o'clock in like the like afternoon slash night and i refreshed it and it was like add to cart and i was like you bet ya <laughs> like I, cu- I couldn't wait for the physical copy i had to you bet <laughs> yeah man this is you know like it's, it's it's you know as a wally west fan like you said you gotta meet your bias but like as a wally west fan like this truly felt special and it was like truly felt like yeah. the love letter to wally west fans that like we've been waiting for for a while and yeah. like i i haven't felt like this genuinely like smile genuinely happy like in yeah. a long time so that's it is- that's exactly for comics yeah the only time i get so hyped for comics is every daredevil issue but now this was so good this was perfect it, it, to me it was a different kind of hype because it was just like like it was just it this issue felt like a warm hug if that makes yeah. sense like it no just, it totally does yeah it felt, it felt like everything's gonna be okay your, your favorite character is in good hands so uh put williamson on a wally west book I'm for please. it. <laughs> yeah, please. I mean, this, like Harper said, this feels like a trade because you get the flashbacks to rebirth, you get the race, you get the time, like stopping time with the formula, the argument, Wallace being like, here we go again and talking about what happened in Williamson's run, basically. The Flash Museum going, the making the plan, agreeing, getting ready, the weird changing yeah. clothes where Wallace yeah. says, what what the hell? Which I also said. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The actual race, the fighting with the dark flashes to the getting the actual chair, the speed force. Like, this felt like it was so much. And, and the it's reunion, yeah. Issue. It's it, it's crazy how much content is in this issue. Yeah, and it's all good. It doesn't feel, like, it doesn't stop, but it does stop at the same time. You have those moments where it's like, action, take a breather. Action, like, literally, Jay needs a breather. Action. <laughs> like, it, it's, oh, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. Ten. Daredevil. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, so, well, so, 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 Hunter. I'm um, sorry, Hunter. Harper said that you know Wally's in his top three favorite characters. Uh, I believe the other two of his top three favorite characters uh, uh, were in- heavily involved this week. 
I've had a good week. <laughs> yeah, I Daredevil really, you did. And Iron um, Man. Listen, Daredevil and Iron Man crossover, which I'll, I admittedly don't know a lot of Iron Man comic history, so I don't know if they've actually had you know may, many interactions. Well, I know Daredevil, and no, they have not at all. <laughs> no, 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 no but, but, but this is what you guys should read, and I think uh, Tyler and I mentioned it really briefly. There is a nine, I think it was nine, it may, maybe it was 11, but it was only two volumes long, and it was after the whole Axis event where all the, the heroes had their, like, morality flipped around. Right. Iron Man was, like, the only one who didn't have his morality flipped back, and there was a, a series written by Tom Taylor called oh. Superior Iron Man where Tony Stark is just a total... He's like Elon Musk if Elon Musk was even more of a dick. Like, he's scamming people out of money so that they, like, stay young. And the person who's trying to stop Tony throughout that, like, first six issues is Daredevil. So it's Daredevil versus Iron Man. That's the first volume of that book. Second volume's good, not as good, but the first volume is Daredevil versus Iron Man. And I encourage anyone with even a slight interest in those characters to read it because it is so good. That so, sounds yeah, anyway. <laughs> very unfair <laughs> in Matt's case. Oh yeah, it is. It is. But it's very but both are, are very well written. And it also contains one of the saddest and sweetest Daredevil moments in all of comics. It's it's legitimately got a moment in there that will make you kind of tear up. What year did it come out? Do you know? Twenty fifteen. Oh, okay. I'm nowhere close to my game yeah. <laughs> Well, I was gonna I was gonna say I didn't I didn't know what year, but when you said Tom Taylor, I was thinking, alright, it's gotta be within the last five years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's really good. Anyway. <laughs> when we left off, basically for those who don't read Daredevil right now, what are you doing? Uh, Daredevil <laughs> recently mur- murked a guy by accident. He's going to jail for manslaughter, but uh, Foggy Nelson is his lawyer, and he's saying Daredevil will go to prison. He will plead guilty on one condition. Keeps the mask on. No one knows his identity because if people know, then villains go after his loved ones, like Foggy himself. So they agree, they're like, okay, we're going to go take you to court to have Daredevil go to prison with the suit on, so no one knows his identity. The plot of this issue is Daredevil has a few days of freedom left. So he's doing that by meeting with Tony Stark. Harper, you want to continue from there? Yeah, like, uh, um, I don't know. I'm, uh, the more this goes on, the more I'm, like, not sure if he's actually going to go to prison but you, you know what i mean like they're mm-hmm. they're going through the motions of the trial and they're seeing how much time he's gonna get and the opposition is saying you know we want first degree murder and foggy's like i'm pretty sure they they're not gonna be able to convict you of first degree or i'm totally wrong and daredevil's gonna be convicted for like 10 years you know what i mean it's really interesting <laughs> but yeah he's trying to tie up his his loose ends before he goes in and and yeah, he c- puts a call out to Tony, which I thought this was going to tie into uh, Christopher Cantwell's Iron Man. Like it was going to be down to earth Tony, who's like given up the company. And yeah, he's just got the one yeah, suit. I thought it too. But it, it seems must like be just then. right before. Like it must just be right after Iron Man 2020 and right before Iron Man in brackets 2020. <laughs> and yeah, um, I, I I don't know. I, at first, I was like, oh, I, I was expecting Chip Zdarsky to to kind of write Tony like a joke, like he was going to come in and be like, "Hey, I'm Iron Man. How you go? Oh, Daredevil, look at you in your red tights." Like I was expecting something so dumb, but it wasn't that at all. I was actually really impressed, honestly. What did you guys think of of Tony in this? He was realistic. I've got notes to go on to, but yeah, he was very Listen, realistic. I've, 
I, I don't know enough about Tony. I, I am very non Iron Man reader. That, that didn't make sense. English is tough. Um, <laughs> I, I am. I am. I have not read the most Iron Man. Admittedly, the only Iron Man that I've really read is Demon in a Bottle. Don't hurt me, Harper. Um, oh my but, god. <laughs> but uh, but it it felt like pretty you know Tonyish to, as to yeah. what I know from team books and stuff. You know, it, it felt pretty accurate. I think Chip has. You look a, like Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> he sounded like him. He uh, did, Ch- he did look very Robert Downey Jr. in this photo. Chip, Chip has a gift for writing you know, character interactions for Daredevil. So far in his run, we've seen Matt talk to Spider-Man. We've seen him talk to Mr. Fantastic and now Iron Man. And I feel like all of those interactions have been really well executed. So I I think this is another one of those. Just very well executed. I'm having my fingers crossed that he interacts with Black Widow sometime. I really... Oh, I thought you were going to say Oh my God, yes, absolutely. Oh yeah, I'm a huge Thor fan, but I'd rather him interact with Black Widow. Like that, that's Black one of my Widow, favorite yeah. relationships in comics because it's so interesting. Yes. So yeah, I think I, really hope that with, uh, I think I think Tyler is is with us as well. That that Black Widow is like his his end goal, best interest, mm-hmm, like 100%. best love interest. I agree. Hunter, uh, have you read Daredevil: End of Days? Uh, year. Give me the year. <laughs> uh it was like it was like a, it was an Elseworld story written by Brian Michael Bender. So it was like 2013, maybe. No, no, probably not. not. Yet. It's probably like two thousand ten. Came out twelve, anyway. twelve, twelve, thirteen. Yeah, okay, well, yet, don't. No spoilers. Just read it anyway. <laughs> okay. Uh, going my my thoughts on Tony Stark here was he's very realistic in a way because for those who didn't read, he's given a question by Matt. Uh, Matt Murdock, yeah. so Daredevil wants Tony to buy Hell's Kitchen. He wants them to put all the like purchasable apartment buildings and everything for really cheap. And he wants eventually, like, rent to be cheap. So people will have homes, so there won't be people on the streets. And so Tony's like, he literally says to quote, You want me to buy an entire neighborhood of New York City to stop other billionaires from doing the same thing? And Matt just goes, yep. <laughs> so yep. it's yeah. realistic that Tony's, like, hesitant on this. Because although he is rich, it's billions of dollars for a city that he's rarely near. So... Yeah. You, yeah, I gotta say, as, as cheesy as this line was, I loved him saying, um, "If there's one thing Iron Man loves do, to do more than fighting street crime, it's getting rid of guns." Come on, the this wharf is creepy, and you and I, we're classy gentlemen. I don't know. I like that <laughs> line because I liked him pointing out that he's like, "I hate, I hate guns," and like, even though you know, whatever. <clears throat> if you want to go, oh my god, Tony's such a hypocrite because he uses his money to build massive iron man suits which are weapons just to get rid of other weapons but that's you know that's his character in a nutshell he's doing the best he can in the only kind of way he knows how to and <laughs> yeah, i, I just thought that was cool for chip easily. to like slip it was cool for chip to slip that in in the fact that you know tony is probably usually he's fighting things that are you know p- part of his own rogues gallery or things that he's directly caused or, avengers or he's level fighting threats. with the avengers yeah and mm-hmm. so for him to be like you know i actually do like fighting street crime and i love getting rid of guns because he he's showing in his you know his mm-hmm. true, true colors there a bit where he's like you know i am a common man even though i'm kind of detached from from you know people who don't have billions and billions of dollars yeah which but, is yeah. why matt even addresses that by saying you save the planet people need to live on the planet i'm not saying you're not yeah. a hero tony just that there's so much you can do there's so much more you can do and matt even goes back to that line that tony says where he's just like oh i'm not used to doing this street level stuff uh daredevil straight up says you called me street level earlier i call it people level 
And then Tony that was just a great sh- line. That was yeah. incredible. And Tony just took a yeah. shot after hearing that. <laughs> like, well, yeah. Got me oh there. my god. Okay. I had a heart attack when I saw that because I flipped the page. Oh my god. And I just saw the art of Tony like drinking whiskey, and I was like, Oh my god, Chip Zdarsky, you've broken like the one six one six rule, which is that you don't make Tony Stark drink unless you're telling a story about Tony Stark drinking. You know what I mean? Like, no, Matt, he, like he, I always go to, people will go demon in a bottle. I always talk about Matt Fraction. Matt Fraction, when Fear itself was going on, did a Tony drinking again story. It's one of the single best Iron Man things ever in anything ever. It's incredible. So when I saw this, I was like, oh no, he's drinking. And then I read the dialogue and he's like, drink all night, all non-alcoholic so you can keep fighting crime after this. And I was like, so Tony makes like, or, you know, buys synthetic alcohol that's like non-alcoholic but it tastes like alcohol um, wouldn't that make it harder for him like he's yeah. a struggling alcohol i don't know it was so <laughs> odd i was like i don't know like to me you don't break that rule in in the 616 universe in the main marvel universe mm-hmm. adaptations i don't care if he drinks whatever like if he has a shot i'm like okay like he drinks in avengers you know what i mean they never really address it yeah. And I'm like, they, they do other stuff with that. They do his PTSD. They they do his problems with drinking in Iron Man 2 and they, they pay it off not by him, you know, getting over his drinking problem, but, yeah. you know, actually mm-hmm. just being a better person in general. Mm-hmm. So in those instances, I don't... This is such a tangent, whatever. But in this, I was like, <laughs> no, no, Chip, no, what are you doing? You write Daredevil so well, but you're going to make Tony drink? And then I was dead wrong, thank God. But yeah, I don't know. Mm. It was just so funny. It'd be like, I don't like, what's an example of a character doing the complete opposite thing of they should be doing and you see it and you just go, oh no. In like a crossover with the Flash, Batman's just like going to his parents' grave and he like kicks it and he's like, oh man. Oh, yeah, God. like, or Batman just casually snapping someone's neck. You'd be like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? <laughs> don't worry, it's not alcoholic killing. Yeah. <laughs> You want to kill some people? Don't worry, it's not alcoholic. It's not alcoholic. <laughs> the rest of the Justice League are like, "What are you talking about?" It'd be like, um, no, I but, know what you mean. But I, I, I think this is an interesting Daredevil issue because it it does bring up an interesting point. Uh, you know, with with Tony and kind of, you know, Matt's views on what he should do to New York, and you know, does Tony want to do that? In a way, it does kind of sound like the, the people that annoy me on Twitter that are like, uh, "Bruce Wayne is doing nothing for Gotham. He should he should just give it." No, yeah. Wow, I hate yeah. that. But, but but at the same time, I, I do think this is this is you know obviously much more well written, and I think that it you know it provides a good point, and I think it also g- gives like a good you know back and forth between you know Tony being like, "You want me to." give it away like why would i do this mm. so so See, that, I, I, that's the thing the dialogue is so good but i personally don't believe that tony would question it for that long like if they got to the end of the conversation and tony was like you're right i'm gonna do it i would have been like that makes sense but the fact that he's like i'll think about it i don't i i to me at, at this point in in tony stark's history i don't see him second guessing because like you know, well, Tony well, uh, at this point should be like, hey, Matt, thank you for being the only guy who kind of stood up against me when I was being a total dick a few years ago. I'm glad <laughs> that we can be like this again. Like, that was great to see, but my, I don't know, him just being like, yeah, anyway, sorry. 
I mean, my, my, my guess is that, you know, the OLC is more so to play into, hey, I have to write an entire arc about this. So, yeah, probably. Yeah, Tony, Tony will see because I have other issues to write, would be my guess. But, um, yeah, no, I, I, listen, it's an interesting proposition. And uh, I'm curious what it's going to lead to. Because, it's a really good debate. Yeah. And I, and I wonder if Kingpin will play into this at all, like blocking Tony's purchase or something like that. I don't know. Ooh that oh yeah okay you've got me i can <laughs> see back. that yeah like like mm-hmm. the, there's got to be a reason why chip listen and chip we trust right there's got to be a reason why chip is uh you know letting making tony wait on this one um now who do you guys think foggy was on the phone with um well, I, we I see can't at find the, the end of the issue chris mcduffie yeah oh right <laughs> right i'm sorry <laughs> Actually, now that I'm flipping through this book again, I just realized I completely missed the first page. I didn't realize um, he was like standing in front of the uh, height measuring thing. I just I thought it just started um, oh, on the Matt following Murdoch page. Matt Murdock is six feet tall. <laughs> Matt Murdock is six feet tall. He is taller than me. Um, okay, right. I forgot uh, the total end. All right. So, so what do you think of her appearing at the end? I'm yeah, she's the best. I I would say personally, out of like the non super powery love interest like black widow and and electra she is the best oh you don't like uh frank miller's oh, i forget her name the girlfriend that frank miller gave her that oh, matt just he- treated he- heather, to her. heather glenn yeah you don't like heather glenn where matt just ignored oh, well, dude, gets, she gets a raw deal in that series have you read read the um the oh my god i forget the name uh daredevil loves labor's lost the denny o'neill book I have, yeah. <laughs> Where she comes yeah, it's even worse. <laughs> yeah. God. But That's yeah, a tragic I... story. No. Well, the Mark Way Daredevil run was the first Daredevil run I read when I started getting into comics, like reading it week to week. So to see Kirsten back, like I think she came back in that Man Without Fear mini that they did when Matt was recovering. And he basically told her to yeah. piss off, and I was like, "No, don't, don't piss off. Stay. The we six, love you." It was like six so, issues or something right before Zdarsky's run. Yeah. yeah. So, oh man, I'm just yeah. I'm excited to see her. She's just such a good character. I'm excited to see her too, but I'm more so excited for what you see on the next page for the next issue cover. Oh my god. Oh, yeah. I was about to say. Yeah. I was about to say. Yeah. Now we got Spidey coming up in the next issue, which him should be good. And, that cover alone is so good. <laughs> him and Spider-Man on a rooftop doing similar poses, like they're ready to fight. Oh my god. I'm so excited. Zdarsky writes such Chip. a good Spider-Man. God. Chip is doing great with like just cameo appearances from other characters. That's why I'm like, like they actually on, feel Black, they feel meaningful. It's not like oh Tony just dropped in just because he's Iron Man. That's cool. He dropped in and it was it actually had substance to it. It was interesting. It was building it off of a plot, dynamic yeah. from you know years ago. Like that that is cool. And the same with Spider Man. Yeah, yeah. and Spider Man's had a big role in this whole run, despite only appearing a little bit like yeah. little bits at a time. When, like JD said, when Mister Fantastic appeared, that was a great interaction because it just built on oh, the em- talking about God. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What Matt Murdock was going through, that just such a bad emotional state, so he went to Reed Richards just to talk to him. That's why I'm really hoping to get Black Widow soon. <laughs> I love Black Widow and yes. Matt together. They're they're so good together. So, oh come on, come on, please. And yeah, uh, what do you guys rate the issue? It's like- <laughs> it's good. It's listen. It's 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 good. Uh, it's definitely in the nine territory. Um, nine point five. You know, I'm maybe. curious to see where where the story goes. Yeah, I'll say nine point five. More than anything. Ah, uh, God, I feel like I need to give it a ten because I gave the other ones a ten. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would feel it's genuinely understandable bad for you. I mean, these are like two of your favorites together. Well, which don't look, happen. Here's often. the thing. 
I I spent you know like I said last week it's not it's not terrible it's just average but I've spent the last uh, three years with Civil War two and then two years with with Dan Slott's Iron Man run and now I'm getting a Chip Zdarsky Daredevil issue with Tony Stark in it who's written actually like Tony Stark so on that basis I'll give it a ten whatever it doesn't that makes mean sense. anything wow <laughs> it's not like your favorite character am I going into cardiac arrest. No, which is so funny because I'm usually really strict with ratings. Like I know God, I have a I have a list of like movie reviews out of like a thousand films. I've given like maybe ten of them tens. I, like, I feel the same way with movies. Out of uh, on my letterbox, the I have like six hundred movies. I've only given eight of ten out of ten. Yeah, yeah. Which is fair. You know what? It's fair for you, Harper, because it's your two favorite characters. It's not like your favorite characters are Captain America and Iron Man, where they interact every week. Like these characters yeah, really exactly. interact, and so when it does happen, it's it's something to like treasure in a way. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it no, sense. it's completely great. Also, his suit looks awesome. Yeah, it's a really it does. cool suit. It is. And Daredevil's new suit's awesome too. I love I love the pants part of it. Oh yeah, uh, absolutely. Real quick before we end, I also read uh, Spider Man by J J Abrahams number four and Hangry Abrahams. Uh, this is the first issue since February. I was very confused. I give it a four. I'm sorry. I'm not gonna really go through it. <laughs> It's shouldn't just even, like shouldn't even mention it. You broke all the ten out of tens. Yeah, sorry. Oh um, my god! Just real that quick. Was incredible. Hey, I read a bad comic this week, guys. <laughs> it wasn't very good. I I thought it would be three issues, maybe four issues. So I was shocked when my shop owner was just like, "Hey, here's the new JJ." I'm like, "Oh, thanks." <laughs> it wasn't good. Um, X Men. I just realized we we skipped over the part where where Daredevil says to uh, where Tony says to Daredevil, "I could give you an upgrade, something a bit more." And then on the next page, formidable. Oh yeah, it ended. The yeah. conversation ended there. So I maybe don't... we actually are going to see an Iron Man Daredevil suit. Maybe I like to beat up Fisk before he goes that. to prison. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> maybe yeah, I think it's definitely <laughs> foreshadowing. Uh, X-Men Ten of Swords. I think it's pronounced Ten of Swords. It could be X of Swords. It could be Cross of Swords. But it's a big X of Swords. Uh, there's ten swords in this, so that's why I say Ten of Swords. Art was beautiful. Ah. I am. I'm not gonna like pretend I know what's happening. I am not the biggest X-Men reader. I want to be. Don't get me wrong. I love the X-Men. I really want to get more into them. I have some people on Instagram helping me out with that actually at the moment, getting more into X-Men. But at the moment. Haven't read too many. I've read a few major stories from the 80s and 90s, and I've read from House of X on. In the end, this the artist that did House of X has returned for this, and my god, it is a beautiful book. It's very long, it's extremely well done, but I was very confused because I don't know these returning characters. It's all about Apocalypse and the children of Apocalypse, I believe, who kind of attack him in a way when he doesn't expect it, and it's really beautiful but in like a gruesome way. Oh, I give this book uh, probably a 10 out of 10 if I knew what was happening, but I don't know what's happening, so <laughs> I'll still give it a 10 because I'm sure the X-Men fans are reading this like, <laughs> oh my God, but I'm not really an X-Men guy yet. <laughs> Ask me in like a year when I've read every X-Men book from like the 70s. On. Oh, you know what? I caught up on all four. Ask me in like two days when I've read every X-Men book and then I'll be like, yeah, it's 10 out of 10. <laughs> But until then, those are the comics of the week, and that's the show. Yeah. You want to do the outro, JD? Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, thanks for listening to A Hero Story. Wow, this was a long-ass episode. Yeah, um, it was. If you're still listening, geez, good on you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> um, thank you for listening to a hero story. If you're listening on iTunes, we appreciate a five star review. If you're listening anywhere else, we appreciate a follow slash, slash subscribe. Uh, for a hero story, I'm JD. I'm Hunter. I'm Harper, and I actually didn't drop this week. I didn't drop. <laughs> yeah, he didn't, didn't drop at the end of the call. Australian Wi-Fi holds strong. Uh, listen, uh, hunters, thanks you for being a hero. And uh, remember, every second is a gift. Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, check out his comic on uh, the Indiegogo. Press hero pays. Blah.